Hey, everybody. Sorry, I was getting distracted. Psycho was singing to us uh, backstage. Uh, what's up? It's Xbox Ultimate episode 103. Three. Yes, 103. Hi. How's it going? I've been scrambling trying to get this together because I forgot I was switching to Zoom uh, for this show today. Uh, Pong Soul's on his way. He'll he'll be here and he'll be happy that we're on Zoom instead of instead of using Restream because that shit's been messing up uh, quite a bit lately. But we we are live and we're gonna have some fun on this show. We got a lot to talk about. Damn, there's a lot to talk about. We got whew, some controversial stuff to talk about, I guess, and also we got some good games to talk about as well. Um, and joining me uh, this week, as always, is Lore Master Jasper. What's up, dude? Yo, how's it going? Been uh, playing some Battlefield and some Saints Row today. That's what I've been up to. Sweet. Um, which one have you been having more fun with? Uh, Battlefield. Battlefield? Yeah, so, yeah. so good right now. Um, what, what about you, Fuzzy? What are you up to, man? Th- thanks for being here, as always. Yeah, no problem. Um Man, I'm <laughs> just playing a wide variety of games. Hopped back on my PC to play like a modified GTA 5 and then went back to, uh, was it Midnight Fight Express, which, you know, John Wick Simulator. Yeah, it, it, it's it's really good. I'm enjoying myself on that one. <laughs> right on. Um, I was playing that the other day. I was having quite a bit of fun with it also. I think I got to like level 14, something like that. And I realized there's 40 levels. Like, holy shit. <laughs> it's a lot of levels in that game. Yeah. Um, how are you doing? Those are expensive. <laughs> oh, they are expensive, dude. Like you gotta, you don't. It was weird as the first few levels, I was getting more money than I was in the last few levels, and I don't know exactly yeah. why. Maybe I'm not getting enough gold teeth or whatever. <laughs> How's it going with the mellow fellow from outer space? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. Uh, I've been playing some uh, Power Simulator today. And, hey, I first I want to shout out to you're still coming in kind of hot. <laughs> it's like, oh, just like I, I? I don't know if it's a proximity thing or, or whatever, but uh, so you were not? fine the first. Yeah, this was better. Okay, there you go. You uh, were, there you go. Yeah, I just want to shout out Colt Eastwood for the uh, Saints Row game that uh, I won from his contest. So yeah. thank you, Colt. That's very kind of you, sir. And um, yeah, I just, I've been playing that. I've been playing, uh, finished my Halo weekly challenge, and I am at level 99 finally for my uh, battle pass because, you know, we still got what, two months, three months on this fucking battle pass. So yeah, we'll get an update next week, I think they said for the roadmap. So yeah, hopefully yeah. it has not gotten any worse than the previous roadmap <laughs> that we had. Uh, maybe we'll get some cool news. It sounds like they got some stuff that they're excited to share with us from the way that post was. So that's promising. Unless we get like some announcement like late tonight or like, you know, on Saturday or something, or some random shit to get it out of the way before the updates next week. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's how they do things sometimes. You know what I mean? Um, a shout out Rook. to the chat as well. It's just no Talos, uh, Hey baby, what's up? Um, she, she's she's get doing stuff around the house. She's not going to be uh, joining us today. Uh, Alvin, as well, what's up, man? Uh, Jesse, how's it going? Siki, the Kado, how's it going, everybody? Thanks for tuning into the show. Uh, what were you gonna say, Psycho? 
uh, I was gonna say, did you guys see? I don't know if it was uh, official Halo, but have you seen like the Halo Spart the Spartan uh, armor cores that look like freaking like Gundams? Yeah, that's in a MCC. That's uh, they got that today, I think. What the fuck? Well, okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad MCC is getting fucking updates. Shit. Hey, take over for a second, real quick, bro. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I guess we can keep talking about Halo. Yeah, Halo MCC. Uh, they've had a bunch of. They get like Halo Three armor like all the time now. I think uh, a couple months ago they also got new armor, and then before Infinite came out, they got a bunch of like knights or whatever in Viking armor. Mm. I mean, it's cool and all that. It's you know would like to see some of that shit over on Infinite. You know, if that's the long term game that. Uh... Yeah, what's weird is like they're making Halo Three like more like arcadey and casual than Infinite. Like, there's like you can get a Fall Guys backpack in Halo Three on MCC now. It's like, you, like uh, they have backpacks and shit you can put on. It's like that's lame. That's like the shit you should be selling in Infinite if you want to get like a just stupid like microtransactions out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, I, don't... I I won't say mismanaged, but it it just seems like there wasn't too much forethought in some of the planning the transition from the older game to the newer game like i kind of like how um like playground games for example when they did the transition from horizon 4 to horizon 5 i mean there there was at least a two-month period before the uh, horizon 5 came out before they started just going back and recycling the like season stuff so there were no more new cars added it was just a matter if you missed them on the first go around they would now basically recycle like a year and a half's worth of the content and then all of the focus obviously was put on you know horizon five which you know given how old that game is you know that was a fair enough you know transition period for the two so i'd like to see halo kind of do the same thing yeah most definitely Uh, you know because uh playing being able playing through the uh this week's uh weekly challenge you know you get that large almost like machete uh chess piece that you get uh, okay because i don't i think it was last week they had like an orange like like a burnt orange like color for your spartan but it was the same one as like a default one you get and it's like it literally looked the exact same people were like pissed off about that it's like i do a week worth of challenges and i get the same color that's already default yeah yeah i've noticed that um now i wonder um there's one that I have that it's like a burnt orange, but it's like prism. It has the uh, like diamond effect on the visor, so it looks like it's like bumpy. So it has like it has that texture look to it. So I don't know if that's the only difference between the two, uh, but I get it. I mean, it's like yeah, if it's the same color but it has like textures to it, cool. But it could be doing other stuff like I don't know. I'm really, really hoping that season three, they really hit it out of the park. Give us three months. There's battle pass. Like, there's so many leaks out there right now that if the if they're like ahead on schedule, like season three, we're gonna have so much content we don't even know what to do with. Like, there's a new yeah. there's a new creature for single player that's leaked. Beam <laughs> rifles got leaked. Spartan lasers got <laughs> leaked. A new DMR that's like really far along. That's actually we've seen gameplay. There's new abilities. <laughs> They look yeah. like Valorant abilities. There's new like armor 
abilities and stuff there's so much out there that is popping out this week it's like if this all comes out with season three like it's gonna be a whole new game yeah yeah i know it's 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 insane it's like they went from like two seasons of having hardly anything and then season if this is all to be for in come to fruition it's gonna be like okay now we have too much content fuck guys <laughs> too <You know>? much <laughs> it'll it'll be like the uh rebirth of halo infinite you know what i mean it'll be give it the launch that it should have had to begin with be honest with you it might even be good for the game with the lack of huge first party games this holiday right because people would be looking for something to play there'll be some hype around the launch of season three especially if they have all that stuff and it might generate this kind of like hey this is almost like a halo like relaunch right now with forge and co-op and you know all this other stuff that they could be adding and then you get the they didn't wasn't there like a custom game browser that leaked as well was that part of it uh or yeah, I think data that's mind just like or the, the where you do like custom game night stuff like that i think but yeah so adding all that stuff in it could be completely like well this is like a fully fleshed out halo that we should have had at launch but even maybe even better if they really do this next season right i think yeah. they seem excited about whatever they're going to share next week i really hope it's big news i haven't even uh, maxed out my battle pass yet because when i saw that it was a six month season i was just like <laughs> i'm just gonna kind of hold off and play more towards the end of the season to get my mm-hmm. like juices ready and flowing get ready for season three to get that excitement back um because yeah. it, it doesn't take that long if you play hardcore you like you can really max it out in like a couple weeks you know so yeah. well it, yeah because the thing is is that with like I've been playing for the weekly challenges because there've been some pretty decent weekly challenges here and there. Uh, so like it went from, I, like you know, I kind of barely touched it, and then lately, with because of the weekly challenges, I've been playing a lot more often now, and um, and it's been really great. It feels uh, really smooth. I don't. S- I don't get the sense I've been playing a lot of uh, tactical slayer. So I have not seen that lag that we've been. I saw ex- a terrible clip on that today. <laughs> He's like, Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Cause I haven't really experienced it. Cause I, I haven't been, like go around the corner and being, and then die all of a sudden I haven't had experienced that. So they might've uh, maybe tweaked it a little bit, but not too much. Yeah. I think you probably just got lucky with your service today, to be honest. <laughs> it could have been. It could have been really I've been real lucky. I've been, I was like, oh man, I'm doing great. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get started with the elephant in the in the room for you know, this is the Xbox show, so it's kind of interesting like a way that I wanted to approach this to be different than yesterday. Me and Pong were really going in depth on this whole PlayStation thing and um the increasing the prices and just how screwed up it is and the people that are out there defending it or even they say they're not defending it but they're rationalizing it in in a way that's like coming across as like it's okay i've even seen takes trying to twist it out as like xbox isn't in good enough can shape themselves to be able to raise their price <laughs> and it's like what like if you can try and find a way to twist anything out there news wise as a negative towards Xbox, it's absolutely ridiculous, so disingenuous, and so such bullshit that I see out there. And I've seen quite a bit of takes where people are like, "It, you know, it's just a business. It's just business. It's just 
just because of the world the way it is right now and this and this and this They're negating and completely ignoring all of the information that's out there regarding other companies how they're doing business all this other stuff i mean it just comes to the point where pe- there's some people that are just more interested in finding the rationale behind the business side of it and trying to reason and reason with that as an acceptance it's like an acceptance mechanism well i accept it because of this you know what i mean well like i put that letter thing out there as as almost like a checklist of the accepted things right it when i did that like thing i, I posted on twitter it did, it, i read that letter on pm and the pm last night and i i actually wrote that when i was in car line waiting to pick my daughter up from school. And it was so easy just to go through this timeline of like the little things that everybody's just accepted, like, and just kind of defended like one after the other leading up to this moment where now they've raised the prices. And now I'm finally seeing journalists. I'm seeing, uh, people that have been defending them as well, you know, start to change their tune a little bit here. And it's become a really interesting thing where PlayStation raising the price of consumers is actually probably going to benefit Xbox. And this is where I want to take this conversation today, because looking at all the markets that they're raising the prices in. Is markets where they've had a clear dominance over Xbox, not in the U.S., right? But that's going to hurt PlayStation potentially in these markets and increase potentially even more market share where Xbox has been weak. This is an opportunity of a lifetime for Xbox right now to take advantage of this. If Japanese customers are upset about it, if UK customers are upset about it, if European customers are upset about it, uh, you have this opportunity now to like, look, you know, which they've already said they're planning right now is not to increase prices across, across the board. Um, look, we're adding all this different games, game pass, all all this value. Look, uh, try our service because we're not trying to like, do this to you guys like you know like at least not right now and even if they were they still have the cheaper option so it's just i don't know man it it was a really weird move uh from sony to be this arrogant to think they can get away with it in all these other territories instead of taking the hit themselves um or looking for other ways to to handle that situation and um i think xbox is going to benefit big time and it's it would be foolish of them to, to not take advantage of this. You think? Uh, I'll start with Fuzzy. Do you think Xbox has a chance to benefit from PlayStation's arrogance here in those territories? Oh yeah, it's it's going to be kind of the PS3 energy or PS3 vibes, basically. Um, back then, PS3 they came off of the highs of PS2. It was the fastest selling console ever, kind of thing, and they were higher on the hog from that and. You know, they spent a lot of their R&D money on this cell processor and they just didn't think their uh, farts stink. So, you know, they were like, hey, yeah. we want people to feel like they've earned the right to own this console. So they'll get a second job, <laughs> the right to earn longer it. hours and stuff like that. Right. So it, it's a privilege yeah. to buy a PS5. Oh, yeah. yeah right? So it, I don't know. I, I, I have to give it to Daniel Ahmad, who does a lot of the analytics on Twitter and you could tell he's clearly a PlayStation fan um, in, in most cases, if not all cases, but uh, his, his retort yesterday where, you know, this PlayStation move is really benefiting the players, you know, <laughs> because, you know, they're, they're going to save you money. 
because originally he was planning on buying, you know, the PlayStation at 499 euros. And, you know, with the price increase, now he's not considering buying the PlayStation at all. So <laughs> I, I would hope this increase in those regions where, you know, they have a bit of a lead over Xbox in comparison, you're going to start to see some of that market share probably dwindle away. And Xbox is even just keeping everything, you know, status quo, just don't change a thing. Don't change the pricing. Don't change any of the marketing. They will probably gain some of the market share no matter what. And if they really want to hit it home, then, you know, either advertise bundles at no additional costs or, you know, things along those lines, or maybe even, you know, flash sales. Well, not really flash sales. I don't, wouldn't call it that, but like it, th these consoles are two years old. And yes, I understand the whole inflation and business economics and stuff, but guess what? I work for a company that also manufactures stuff in China. So I know how much margin there are on these parts and, and people on Twitter, you know, speculating on, well, you know, it, it's it's like a normal thing. No, it's not a normal thing. This is the first time in console history. And if you look at basic electronics, whether you want to look five or 10 years back, are you still paying two grand for a 20 inch TV? No. Are you are you even paying MSRP on video cards, which video cards for computers? Come on, let's say, you know, um, six months ago, you were still paying either MSRP or higher. Now, most of them are $50 to $100 below MSRP, if not even better. And that's brand new in the box from direct from the manufacturer yeah. who will have them in stock or direct from like Best Buy with certain exceptions, like your, your um, founder's edition, like a 3090 might be a little, still a little harder to come by, but 3080s I mean, and 3080s. are always a pain in the ass to find anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so like a, TI, a 3080 Ti or a 3080 in general, they're they're much easier to come by i'm not going to say they're a breeze because yeah they're still you know 700 plus bucks 800 plus bucks but still if they're reducing price and everybody else over at nintendo's end because they confirmed that they are not going to raise price and xbox is not going to raise price what is sony doing especially when they said after the first year they were already making profit on the console yeah so yeah I, Defend it, if you will. Say, stay, uh, stay in your your little bubble with, uh, <laughs> you know, your your PlayStation yeah. exclusives, and and you know, hope that you know this all blows over. But you know, seriously, this is PlayStation shooting themselves it, in the foot. And the people upset, Fuzz. I don't think are like saying that. Well, it's not obviously. You know, these big businesses and stuff are being affected by the supply uh, issues and, and inflation and all in. Um, exchange rates and, and all these different things, right? Like, of course, they're mm -hmm. all being affected by it. Nobody's saying that Sony isn't potentially making less profit because of those right. issues. And I've, I've seen all the defense mechanisms out there of trying to explain to people how the economy is actually affecting them. Well, no shit. Everybody agrees with that. <laughs> nobody, nobody is challenging the fact that they aren't hurting a little bit because of that right but hurting to the point where they need to actually put that pass that on to the customer is the point to where people should have an issue with right especially after they raise the price of games in general they're the ones that are kind of the the leaders in that to some extent and of course 2k and a few others opt on board but if you've already charged more for the software 
And your software in this industry is typically your lost leader to get people's foot in the door. So you can, you hopefully squeeze every dollar out of them from future purchases. You, you usually absorb that cost. So if you want to continue to make the same margin, okay, raise the price. But bear in mind, if your competitors aren't doing that, you're probably going to, you know, find yourself not moving as yeah. many units and they're going to have to, you know, do new estimates and, um, you know, their stock calls might not be as, as <laughs> favorable as they once were. So I don't know. I, the economy, yes, it affects them, but most big businesses, especially in the electronic industry, usually absorb that stuff. Yeah, especially in an ecosystem-driven so- type of economy like that you have built within something like PlayStation where there's other ways of making that revenue other than the actual hardware itself, right? These companies are used to taking a loss on platforms when they launch, and they're not even taking a loss now. So the fact that they're not willing to take on that themselves is just, again, it's like an arrogance thing within those markets to to me. Um, And it just seems to, to me, again, like that if Xbox is smart, they're just going to make sure they keep this in line with what they currently have and then keep increasing the value by releasing more products into the services that they have and uh, gain market share in those markets. And uh, that's the way that Sony will actually feel this. Now, are they still going to sell out of PlayStations there? Probably, you know, but yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, I don't know how much this is actually going to affect Sony because like, if there's no, if there's so if there's so few PlayStations, there's gonna be enough people that still want them that will just pay the extra fifty anyway. That, like, well, that's what they're counting on. Yeah, right? the same people that buy a new iPhone every year are gonna they don't care about the extra fifty dollars on a PlayStation <laughs> Five at the end of the day. They'll just buy it anyway. You know, so it's like but I don't it, know. I don't think it's gonna affect them at the end of the day. Like, it, it'll happen more like if they don't get that price back down in 2023 when there's actual product on the shelves, both, and that somebody walks in to get a console and they can see. An Xbox that's five hundred bucks or three hundred bucks, and then they can see a PlayStation that's five fifty or whatever. Like, and I, again, I'm rounding to USD right now because I don't remember what all the different currency rates are. But when you actually have that situation, and then you add the Game Pass factor on top of that, you know, it becomes more of a difficult decision. And that's why we talked about a long time ago that value wins. You know, value always wins in the market share in the U.S. Like Xbox has gained so much this generation already and that's without any major first party releases except for halo and forza really um we have a avalanche of them coming starting next year and even more cool new games that were announced to game pass coming uh pretty soon that we're going to be talking about on the show as well that is adding a level of variety to the ecosystem that really didn't exist last gen uh psycho like is Xbox in position to take full advantage of this? Do you think it's going to benefit them uh, with Sony's uh, price increase? Well, I, I would hope that they would take advantage of this moment because as we saw all last generation, any misstep the Xbox did, Sony was on top of it. That's a good point. And that, and they were, you know, and it hurt the Xbox brand. It really did. So, and I know Xbox is the nice guy, but you, you, you can do other things like, you know, like we were saying, I was saying in the DMS lower, if you do like a holiday uh, sale and lower your price, 50 bucks. Now you're a hundred dollars cheaper than the, 
than PlayStation. And that was the whole thing with the whole Xbox One PS4. Because the PS4 was four and Xbox One was 500. And then people were like, "Uh, I can get a PlayStation for cheaper. And when parents go this holiday, Black Friday, and looking for a console, little Jimmy wants, oh shit, I can get a (laughs) Xbox. (laughs) I can get a Series S for $250 bundled with a uh, three months of Game Pass. And it's only uh, $10, $15 a month for, you know, if he's going to play online. If he and if he's not playing online, that's $10 a month. And he has the all the access to all these games. So a lot of parents are going to look at that and be like, times are tough. And, he, you know, and what better gift? Like, it's almost to the point where it's an impulse buy. Like, the Series S's, I guarantee, are going to blow through this holiday season and it's going to set records for xbox with the amount of console sale and we're going to see now with new subscribers to the xbox uh, to the game pass we're going to see those active user numbers grow too so now it's going to be a healthy uh, uh healthy console with the fact of you know we're looking at other markets this is just america now you got other markets that are, are you know they're a pit like japan is upset there are people that i'm not buying this console now because it's not the fact that it just raised the price just by a little bit it's the fact that they raised the price everywhere but america and it for for sony it says that the u.s market is more important than everyone else and for being a Japanese company, that's kind of like a middle finger to them. And, you know, and they don't forget shit. <laughs> and they forget do not shit. forget. And they will, and they will retaliate with their wallets. They're, and Xbox is doing great with getting a lot of these Japanese games on their console. And we're even seeing a lot of the Korean games are coming over. So we're seeing a lot of games from the East on the xbox now and people are taking notice and we're going to see a change and everyone is at least you know on the twitter streets they're they they're they have a blind eye they're like oh, nothing's happening sony's going to have the dominance this whole generation and i'm sorry to say it's it's not uh it's not like 2013 anymore it's uh we're in a whole different generation and it's it's going to be a whole different market when, uh, you know, after after this holiday season, we'll see um, who's the market leader. And I'm going to say it's going to probably more likely be Xbox uh, for the majority of the markets out there because of this. In the in the U.S., it'll be like sooner than others. I mean, they have there. It's a lot closer here right now. And then and a lot of the other markets is still two, one, three, one or more. Right. In Japan, it's like 10 to one still. Right. So as far as catching up in those markets, it's going to take a lot, but not not necessarily as much as when you think about not necessarily having to rely on console sales as well, because if all they need to get is people in the ecosystem, right? So even without the sales numbers necessarily for Xbox and other places, people might be willing to try the ecosystem without even buying a console, right? In Japan, that's actually more likely than even a lot of other places because... Uh, guess what? They like 
playing mobile games a lot and they have great infrastructure with internet and, and, and these kind of things and uh, play mobile games a lot, all these different situations. And if you can get uh, X cloud and all that stuff into more people's hands with game game pass into more people's hands, the key is getting the games, the right games in the ecosystem to attract the customer. And that's where they've been making strides. Like um, not all games are in game pass, but there has been, Talks also of getting games that you own into the service, right? Which has been kind of something that may be going on behind the scenes right now. Um, And if they can start doing that, that's going to help as well because a game like Soul Hackers 2, right? I was just playing that as streaming. It's not in Game Pass, right? But if you can make that accessible via the cloud and playable on all these different uh, devices, it's going to help in those markets uh, as well. I don't think i mean even the playstation 5 isn't selling like hotcakes in japan because it's so big right like no no console like next gen consoles like doing gangbusters in in japan and besides it's a small market in the first place but it's a it's an important market for a culture you know what i mean so that's the important thing with japan but like you also have the rest of asia and all these other territories where um xbox really needs to make some strides and i i don't necessarily know that focusing on hardware is the way to go except for maybe the series s right is a good option besides the hardware and stuff you got the cloud infrastructure i think is is the is the trojan horse into those markets for sure well i think also it's like the playstation is never on shelves because it's kind of like at the beginning of the pandas pong likes to call it where everyone was buying toilet paper and you couldn't find toilet paper that's kind of what the playstation is once it's on the shelf people just buy it because they know they can resell it for like a profit so like I, i think playstation just needs to get to that spot where they can have that on the shelf consistently and then people will kind of yeah just like they just won't yeah keep scalping or whatever i think that's their biggest problem that they have yeah well, that's the thing what um uh, like you were saying mev with uh x cloud we, we're seeing um uh, them bringing games that are not in game pass but bringing games to x cloud uh what was uh we just saw a game that was kind of an announced but not really uh it was elden ring that it was coming uh people were like oh it's coming to game pass but we saw the literature that it's coming to x cloud uh and- possibly it's a it's a it's like one of those data yeah. mine things that like xbox claims yes. it was a uh xbox is claiming that that was like a website error or whatever and and it shouldn't have yeah. been there just like a lot of the other games that people found right and that kind of mm-hmm. led to some speculation that they were going to announce this at gamescom with because like there's a lot of people from that team that were going to be there and stuff turns out that didn't happen right so we yeah. don't know maybe it was an error but we do know that at beforehand jason ronald and also other people at xbox and even when they originally announced game pass and the vision for what it would be would included game ownership and they and playing your library not just games in the in game pass so um that's still a possibility but don't know exactly what they're doing to work on it but that they are working on it that's all we know right now yeah but once you get those games into x cloud especially with like in the japanese market they have um such great infrastructure with their data with cellular phones that you know they're beyond 
they had 5Gs years ago before we even had 5G. That's how far advanced that Japan is w- with their cellular network. So to have, you know, an X cloud where they're on the go all the time. And th- that is like the perfect platform for a lot of these gamers. And you put the right set of games for X cloud or into game pass. And that's it. It's just going to grow and you got to feed it. And that's where we're, we're almost at that, that cusp where it's just getting to that point where they're going to have all these great games coming out constantly, you know, next year we're, 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 we got a ton. So we just got to find out what's the second half of that 2023. And it just, to keep that progression going and then you know and that's it and you get you put the right games in there and i mean look at the games that got announced uh this uh at gamescom i mean i'll heavily heavily uh an east market set of games that are were uh, announced and they look gorgeous yeah there's a lot a lot of different variety you know uh different than last generation for sure we're gonna get into some of that a little bit later too um Fuzzy, do you think that Sony like would potentially reconsider this at all with the fallout that's <laughs> actually happening on journalists? Like, it, this is actually making big journalistic sites now with talking mm-hmm. about the fallout that, and I even saw one of them was saying something like, "Sony may be making the same mistake that Xbox One did at the beginning of that generation, and are they going to suffer that same fate where you people just lose faith?" in a brand. I don't necessarily, I don't think that's going to be that drastic, but these Hmm. things add up, right? Like one thing after another, after another, after another, after another, the, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I don't mind that. Yeah. Uh, At some point that's like, yeah, uh, (laughs) shit, I can't keep doing this. You know, like people start to kind of second guess themselves about why the fuck am I defending this stuff constantly? And Hmm. when there's something else out there, that's not doing that. You know, and I think at some point this could have that effect. Now, I think it's up to the competition to stoke that fire a little bit as well. Like, like uh, y'all were talking about how PlayStation did that to Xbox last gen. You pointed it out. You know, you you took advantage of every opportunity that there was. Xbox is known as playing nice a lot um, to the public, and they may not do that kind of thing, right? But, um. Do do you think that Sony could potentially like end up retracting this if it's if it's bad enough? Um, they could, but I don't think they will. I I see Sony is that type of company where until things look dire, I don't yeah. think they budge. Like the whole thing with the the storefront stuff. It didn't go away after a day. It was like two weeks later and people were still talking about it. And I think that was one of those things where they were like, all right, we'll, we'll keep it. And then, you know, they, they made it so, all right, you can still make purchases for the Vita and stuff like that. And when they extended the time frame that it was going to be live, people still didn't quite buy in droves like they claimed they would. And then they eventually closed it and people were silent about it because it was kind of like, all right, we listened. You, you, you didn't you know, keep your word on that you wanted to buy stuff. So we're closing it. But they, it, it kind of went silently at that point. Um, 
PlayStation doesn't t- typically, you know, do a 180 on anything. Yeah. Um, the last one I remember is like the, what was it? The PS3 and Vita store that right. thing that they had where they were like, oh yeah, we're still going to let those operate. But then I think they don't really still anyway. I, I don't even know exactly yeah. what happened with that, but I remember a retraction on it. Yeah. The, the deal was they were going to close it at a certain time and then they re they, held off on doing that for six months or so i think it was right and then the sales never really changed as far as people didn't buy in droves like they claimed they would and they quietly closed it right (laughs) i I think at that point people knew not to say hey what are you doing game preservation no because they would be like well due to lack of sales or lack of activity we're closing it and it's the same thing with some of their servers for some of their games that may only be like a year or two old. I think like Gravity Rush is a server closed, mm-hmm. Rig server closed after a year or so. Drive Club was like after a year and a half. So anything that doesn't hit, you know, right from the get go gets closed down. I'm just waiting for them to make that announcement. In my opinion, that's like probably the worst, uh, not the worst, but that's not the necessarily the best way for game, game preservation. The best way for game preservation is move your games you own with you to whatever the new devices are. Yes. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like there's only a finite amount of those systems out there somewhere. So like 20, 30 years from now, it's going to get less and less and less and less and less. Right. So mm-hmm. keeping those storefronts active isn't necessarily a huge thing for me. Now, like if you're talking about running online systems and all these kind of things, because that, that amount is dwindling and dwind- going to dwindle over time. But mm-hmm. guess what? Like people are still going to buy new Xboxes, new playstations, there's still going to be access to this cloud ecosystem in the future and all that stuff. What about mm-hmm. all the digital games you've bought? <laughs> be able to play them, except for the ones that they can't get licensing. They got to figure that that out as well. But that's yeah. one of the things that's kind of missing from from that uh, ecosystem right now, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I I, I totally agree with you on that. And, and it, yeah, just I don't think PlayStation's going to budge. I I think if they had did this in the US, which I, I'm pretty sure there was like a, a committee within the walls of Sony that were like, no, we can't, no, we, we, we will lose our shirts if we do this in the US. So I think whatever 180 that they would have had to do would have only occurred if they did this in the US and the amount of noise that would have probably, or the uproar from it, but since it's the areas where they already have a, a, I would say a substantial lead, but more of a lead than what they do here in the U.S. Like I think the the market share that's in the U.S., even though it's like 22 million consoles sold to like 16 or 17 million consoles, I think it's more like one to one here in the states, and the U.K. is the one where they they have more of that lead, and Japan is where they have more of that lead right now, but. Um, I don't I don't think they could afford to do it in the US, but in those other areas, I, I think unless all of a sudden like we wake up a month from now and you know Xbox is on top worldwide or globally, then they might you know try and do a 180, like, oh, we you know uh, we have more access to chips, we're gonna do a flash sale and yeah, I but at Did that they point it might say be too when late. this is gonna take effect, like or is it already in effect? The price hike. I think they said uh, like August 29th or something, or all, like the end of August. So if there's already stuff on the shelf, yeah, if there's already stuff on the shelf, they're not reversing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I I think it's just a matter of 
they would have to lose in every market enough market mm. share for them to even, you know, take steps back. But I, I, I think it's kind of set in stone. Their fan base champion, you know, paying for that premium experience, and now they're being put to the test and raked over the coals while doing so. So, yeah, Here's somebody's going to say fast. <laughs> so in Japan, sorry for interrupting, but Japan no. and China, yeah. it goes in effect August 15th, uh, September 15th. Okay. okay. So, yeah, if we're going to see it, then it's going to be Australia, in the next few weeks. Yes, Australia, Mexico, Canada also September. So the only one that does not have an actual date is Europe and you and the UK. The only two mm. do not have a, a, an actual uh, date that says it goes into effect. But the rest of the world is September 15th. <laughs> yeah. That's, so they have like two weeks to uh, change this. <laughs> yeah, pretty much yeah it, it's that's nuts man that's just it's just crazy because you damn well know if xbox decided to do this instead of sony it, it there'll be an upper media outlets would be out there oh yeah xbox is back to their old tactics xbox wants you you know it, that's and now to hardly see i mean we are seeing some media outlets uh tell coming out and say ah this is not good uh you know it, it's just you, you wish to see journalism take keep the same energy with everything you know so if mm-hmm. if one does it if does something bad then call them out don't be like oh it's okay everything's gonna be fine yeah, a lot of these journalists cycle they're trying to like they're trying to like keep good with like those brands. I think almost. You know what I mean? Do, do you feel like? Do you feel like that? Like well, I, PlayStation I, scratches their back. They're trying to scratch PlayStation's back a little bit. You know. Yeah, but what does that benefit? It doesn't benefit the customer. It benefits no. them for the, their own well-being. And what is why? At the end of the day, as customers, you're gonna look. You're gonna look, and you're not gonna believe anything that these journalists really say well look at the headlines that we've seen even from the phil spencer interview like you can't you can't even like look at these uh websites or any of these gaming journalists and take them seriously anymore the only ones reporting on like this like in the in the just a real way not like defending they're just they're just going out there and saying this is what is happening right and that's like places like The Verge or like a certain like th- things like that. They're not really doing opinion pieces really on this. They're just uh, saying. I mean, that's been like that for yeah. 10, over 10 years so, at this point. Like Kotaku is like. It's just the, like the, the opinion pieces all over the place on like most gaming journalist websites has gotten out of hand. But that's off with all journalism, period, regardless. You got political journalism is the same way. You got all this different kinds of journalism is just pretty much gone to like the shitter about opinion pieces instead of just stating facts of like what this is news today. This is what happened today. <laughs> and instead of like, this is the most screwed up thing I've ever seen from blah, 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 blah. It's like all these people that, you know, just like we're, we're doing, we're not, we're not trying to be journalists. I'm not a journalist. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to go to like some major gaming website and write about the news. Right. Because it's going to come across like my opinion. You know, but that's what's happening on all these journalistic websites. And they twist these words and you make these really horrible headlines that the problem is, is also, and they need to be aware of this, which they probably are, 
is that 99% of the people on social media don't even read the article. <laughs> they just see the picture and see the headline. And they think Ooh. that is what is the news story, right? Is Phil Spencer a racist because he won't allow exclusive games on his console? <laughs> or <just> like <laughs> a random, like what random stuff like that. Like Phil Spencer yeah. uh, sees opportunity in NFTs. Like I saw that, like, a oh game God, spot man. like and i'm like a game spot like i used to get like read that game spot stuff all the time back in the day and like that s- simple thing like if anybody watched that phil spencer interview we completely know that line is complete horseshit right and you've seen a, a lot of opinion pieces come out there's as this other stupid ass journalist that i see on, that posts a lot of opinion pieces on on Twitter that makes a lot of comments of pro PlayStation negative Xbox all the time. And it's like blatant fanboyism. However, they write for major publications, right? And they're going out there defending again, PlayStation, but then making an opportunity to slam Xbox in the same post about defending the PlayStation price increase. And it's how are these people actually behind journalism when it comes to gaming? Right. Like it just doesn't make any damn sense. The news gets lost in act in all of this and the people's actual opinion gets lost because of the fed of misinformation that is out there. And it's a huge it's like a huge problem with just media in general, but like within gaming, it's it's become so uh apparent and it's so obvious. But then you think that you think it's so obvious and you think it's so apparent, but then you see somebody retweet it, be like, Oh, this is horrible. Right. Like, no, did you read the article or did you even click on it? No, I'm glad you didn't because it's clickbait. Never share that shit again, you moron. Like, like you see that stuff all the time. And I feel like certain people that have these agendas just use this stuff like this as a way to stoke it. Right. Yeah, for sure. Get, get their opinion across or their, uh, their console war bullshit. And that's the thing I that I don't like. Like it's just like the same bullshit. Like even with the price hikes of uh the PS5, people start bringing out shit that happened like five years ago. It's like, yo, like I get it, but we you know, like we it's don't need relevant. a dog. We don't yeah, it's like it yeah, they increased some a price for something. But that's come on guys. It's like we don't need to fucking add false information just to, you know, but, Oh, Sony sucks. Like we know that they're, they're not doing, they're not consumer friendly right now. And it's just blatantly obvious. If you've been around this generation, you've noticed that Sony has not done things that it benefits the customer. It benefits their pocket and, or their shareholders. That's pretty much what is going on and it's i i don't know if they're i I just don't know if jim ryan is fighting with uh the execs at fucking uh at sony and there's just like this stalemate so like fine do it and you see what happens and then we're gonna see jim ryan's gonna come out like we you know they either they're gonna retract what they said or what they are doing and be in in they'll do his way mixy my way's working until you know it's just weird how what sony's doing this like i like i stated in a tweet i was like what is sony doing this generation because they're not 
consumer friendly at all and they're not looking out for the the gamers they're looking out for their pocket and people that champion that are fucking weird sorry they're weird yeah <laughs> but the weird thing is so first off like i expect all these companies to look out for their bottom line 100 that's what they're, they're in business right but there's yes. certain situations that happen right when they got to make a decision you got to make a decision on how to handle this situation okay well, the inflation is so crazy right now. It's like historic and stuff. Now, um, obviously, we're going to get through this. You know what I mean? Uh, we're going to take a hit here. You know, so what do we do? Well, we can do this. Option A, one, you know, option B, option three, C, whatever. <laughs> Let's take the easy approach. Go up. To everybody? No. Just the ones we know and get away with it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Let's do that. Yeah, easy. We'll see. We're going to get a flack for it for sure. People aren't going to like it. You're going to see some people on Twitter say stuff. You're going to see podcasts say things. You know, but guess what? Some of these journalists out there, they got our backs. Don't worry. They're going to put this out there. They're going to talk about the inflation, the economy, the macroeconomics. You know, the stuff that's really important to tell them what's really going on and why we have to do this. Don't worry. It's going to be okay. And they'll see. We're still going to sell out. We got God of War happening this year, you know. So, oh, well, you know, we can take the hit on the image right now. When when God of War gets nines, people will forget all about it. They'll spend that extra 30 bucks. And guess what? To make it even better, we got that exclusive content coming to you for Hogwarts Legacy. Everybody get pumped. Yes. Um, now I uh, don't like you can kind of just see like the easy way out approach, you know, like just raise the price. Okay. It's happened several times already this generation now. Um, but Jasper, you're saying it's not going to hurt them, right? You think? No, there's, yeah, there's enough people out there that will buy it anyway. Like the only way it's going to hurt them is when there's enough out there that people actually are forced to make that decision between the Xbox and PlayStation. Yeah. Right now there's not enough out there. People will just buy it. Exactly. Either either one. The only thing that yeah. only one you see regularly on the shelves right now is a Series S because they just have so many damn many of them that they can make and that actually meeting demand mostly. But this holiday season, they're probably still going to sell out like crazy, even on the Series yeah. S's because of how popular those consoles are going to be. Um, so it, Phil in the in the and that in the interview that he had also was saying that this holiday is going to be uh, probably hard to get a console. Period. Right. So. Um, there's ad- lots of avenues to try and get one, obviously. Um, but like they're having some pretty damn good deals right now in Series S's. So I anticipate uh, that's going to be the big push because that's the one that they can get the most out, right? And it's also, you know, e- cheaper. It's easier to buy. You have other avenues. You can get like Verizon or Xbox All Access or, you know, all these different ways. I think it's also, it's, it's harder now to lose loyalty in your customers, like, as a game console, with all your games kind of carrying over generation after generation. Like, once people start building their library and they can just go to their console and say they have 400 games, they're like, why would I switch? I'm going to lose all of that. Like, it's harder for to, like, get people to switch now. So I'm not, I'm just not sure how much it's actually going to hurt PlayStation. The end yeah. Of yeah. It, I think the best way it would hurt them is the image and people speaking up. But yeah. there's too many of those big defenders out there like now I, i've seen i've seen so like i said i've seen some articles taking the other approach now actually come out with a negative take and that's why i was asking 
is there a possibility they could retract? Because if there's enough of like the big time journalists that's going to get into the casual household and people started seeing like, oh, PlayStation's doing bad things. It just gets in the back of their brain. You know what I mean? Once once yeah. that once something gets a certain kind of image and connotation with it, it's hard to erase that. It happened to Xbox last gen. It became the lesser thing. It became like the thing that is trying to do DRM. It's trying to do like more expensive, less powerful, like certain taglines got attached to it that was in the casual audience's brain that can't see past uh, past those things right and playstation unless they have those things attached to them like that's not going to uh really affect them now the one thing that you could say might start to affect them potentially is if you see a lot of these websites and a lot of people speak on it is value is not as good on PlayStation as it is on other systems, right? Value, they keep going up. They keep making it harder to buy things. They keep making it more increasingly expensive. And in times of economic recession where competition is doing things to make it easier for people to get into the ecosystem. And, and the more one keeps doing the opposite and one keeps doing the the worst for consumers, then people might start to be like, that's more expensive. And, uh, the other option has one more, more value. That's the way it could hurt them, but we'll, we'll see. I, I don't know. Like they have such a strong brand. Yeah. The only way it's going to hurt them is if they have consecutive years of negative news. Yeah. But like at the same time, like they can put out like stuff to distract people. Like, look, we got a fancy new controller. <laughs> like <laughs> psvr2 announcement yeah. coming soon so they'll, also so they'll right? put stuff like that out to like be like look we're doing good things now to kind of like yeah. get you to forget about that negative news like it's it takes mm-hmm. consecutive years of negative press to actually change that mindset and they're got a show coming in september probably yeah. right that's been rumored heavily and they're probably gonna have some awesome stuff at that show and all of this negativity right now is going to melt away with whatever they showcase well, there probably depends depends on what they showcase because all we know from what they have right now is just spider-man wolverine and god of war god of war coming out so we know if that's the psvr2 is 600 they're gonna take it on yeah, share, but that's true <laughs> yeah that, that's the thing that's it so if you if people will go, go back and look 2020 you know it was just it, it, you know sony got a little bit of flack and then 21 they got a little bit of flack and now they're getting flack again in 2022. But they've also had strong positives this year by buying Bungie and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah, buying yeah. Bungie, but they're staying multiplayer. So it's like <laughs> it's positive, but it's like as a uh, if you're go coming into the system, you're like, well, yeah, but I, you know, it's going to be multiplayer for Bungie. But at, at the lo- at the end of the day, when it comes to like parents, they're going to look at their wallets. And they're gonna look if they're gonna buy their kid, like little fucking Johnny is gonna get a fucking series. Oh, Johnny now, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's Johnny this time. And uh, because he's gonna get a series S because the parents are gonna foot the fucking bill, and that's what it is. It's just this, you know, uh, and if they see that I'm not PS5, they're seventy dollar games versus sixty, or if you get the game pass, it's just a ten dollar subscription fee a month. So parents look at them. Yeah, if I spend a hundred and what eighty, hundred ninety dollars a year for the ten dollar Game Pass, uh, or you know, I'm like, mm, 
um or for the game pass ultimate and uh, you know so they they look at the things and they're like uh, for for a parent guess what my kids want fucking a console because they're getting that age now that they're like hey uh because my daughter's like i want a ps5 and hand I'm like, a switch. <laughs> <laughs> i left at them i left at her i'm like yeah no you're not get- i'm like if you can you got a job to pay for these 70 dollars games because I I can't foot you seventy dollars games all the time, and uh, I was like, I get you a, an Xbox, a Series S with Game Pass. And, uh, she's like, no, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm working. I'm working on that. Yeah. I'm working on that. So we'll see. We'll yeah, see how that, this is a brand connotation is, is so strong. You know, like it's it's just that brand yeah. awareness and like you know the cool thing. That's what Xbox had at, in the three hundred and sixty generation. They lost it in the Xbox One. They're they're getting it back, right? But they're yeah. also like it, they're becoming more known as the family thing. You know what I mean? Like that's uh, less edgy, right? At times, but I, I think that's going to change too because we got some interesting games coming uh, that are going to be part of this ecosystem. That's maybe going to surprise some people, right? Uh, that we we've seen at um, Gamescom and stuff like that, where it's like, okay, well, you, you get these crazy games and these services too. It's not just about you know, your typical shooters and stuff like that. So I think that Xbox has gaining a lot of traction this gen. Uh, and you, you can see it with the, with the market share, they're just gaining market share like crazy. Right. So, yeah, um, I just want, I just want Xbox to get some grit when, when shit like this happens with, you know, with the price hike, man, would it have been, they did come back and say, we're not raising our prices. And then Nintendo came out and said, yeah, we're not following yeah. Sony either. So, you know, you got two of the major three are not raising prices. So, yeah, like they left it open in case like the things get worse oh, that they could for sure. But they said right oh, now yeah. our price is still this, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, you can't if, if shit could if chips jump up. I mean, you, there's now you're at a point that it's like how much of a hit can you really take versus, you know? So it's a, it's one of those things. Yeah. Um, shout out to Alvin hit us with a $10 super chat earlier. Um, he said <laughs> some of my savings from snagging a PS five early. So th- thanks for this. Cause some of your PS five savings. Uh, <laughs> uh, so appreciate that Alvin the $10 super chat. Uh, yeah, so speaking of, let's get into some of this because I, I was thinking about this a lot and one of the things that was a big advantage for PlayStation last generation was uh, some of the types of games that they've had on, on their ecosystem that Xbox didn't really have, right? Uh, they had some, but they didn't really hit and they kind of stopped coming out on the platform. Where on the 360 generation, there was a lot of variety of different kinds of content. Uh, for example, I was just playing Soul Hackers 2 before we went live. Atlas is now on Xbox, right? crazy Yay. um yeah. then also we have games like uh were announced at e3 and now at gamescom is coming to game pass day one and that's games like wolong uh fallen dynasty and lies of p right uh both games that really we didn't get a lot of last gen if if at all was i mean we got dark souls was a souls like <laughs> Neo skipped Xbox, you know, the Demon Souls game skipped Xbox, Bloodborne wasn't on Xbox, you know, so there's a lot of franchises that were in that Souls genre that just 
didn't didn't come out on Xbox. But if you go back in the history of Xbox, like there's games in that same mold before. You know, you had the Ninja Gaidens and stuff like that that were really hard and things and had a lot of Japanese flavor and stuff like that, right? (laughs) The old likes, yeah. Uh, But now you got two extremely highly anticipated games. I've seen a lot of uh, PlayStation um, enthusiasts that are really like these Souls games and Japanese games really start talking about some of these games that, guess what? Xbox got coming to Game Pass day one on these things, which means they're going to be in that ecosystem, which means they're going to be part of the cloud ecosystem as well, which will be in those uh, territories like Japan and things like that, where it may be more appealing to people to give it the service to try. Um, Wolong Fallen Dynasty actually got a gameplay trailer today that had a lot of people extremely excited about it because that's what we didn't get with the last trailer. Uh, but this one, the gameplay looks solid. It looks like, you know, Neo uh, kind of, which it should because it's inspired. It was made by one of the creators of Neo, right? Um, but it's also like with that chi- Chinese like uh, fantasy type flair and stuff as well. So that game's got a lot going for it right now. I've seen a lot of people be like, whoa. Whoa, 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 long. It looks great. And uh, I'm really, it's hype. I'm high on my list right now. Um, so, do y'all think like whoa, long is going to bring potentially people into the ecosystem that kind of only played those kind of games on Xbox? I mean, on PlayStation? That, that's tough, though, because I would say a majority of Xbox people, this isn't their style of game. And well, that's what I'm saying, though, Jasper, yeah. right? I'm saying like, <laughs> I'm saying like bringing people that aren't do that only see that as like, Oh, that's a PlayStation type of game. Right. Or I'm only used to playing those games on a PlayStation or a Nintendo or, or now you can get it in game pass. Right. So you look at it and you're saying, okay, like, well, especially in Japan where like they have that infrastructure and everything, you got people with the TVs, with the game pass app and stuff and things like that. Now, like, Oh, do I just try and play this game on, that ecosystem or maybe I'll go pick up a series S or a series X because also, Hey, lies of P is another one coming. Right. So um, I think it's maybe more attractive to that different audience, you know, I got more variety. Man, I'm just, I'm kind of playing. Uh, You're the realist. You're the Debbie. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm playing kind of devil's advocate here tonight. Um, At the same time though, like it's also cheaper to buy a $70 game than it is to buy a console to play it. So it's like, do you buy, go out and buy another console to play the game? Or do you what if you don't have one yet and you're trying to make a decision? If you don't have one yet, then you can come over. But like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you already have it, like, are you going to go spend another five hundred dollars on a Series X to get it with Game Pass? (laughs) I I think what you may find some people do is just try it on a browser if they have a PC or something along those lines. If the browser version works well enough for them and they you know let's say they signed up for game pass for a dollar or whatever the case is because you know there's always those specials out there it it might be enough to hook them they were like oh yeah i'll try it out and then they get hooked on the game and yeah. it's like yeah I'm, I'm probably gonna have to keep the subscription and, and <laughs> pick up a series s or something yeah. along those lines but um yeah i i think the timing if they have a special on game pass allow people to try it on the browser hey it's it'd be as good of a test to see if they can you know pull some more people in yeah, i think that marketing aspect is going to help a lot too because you're going to yeah. see it heavily marketed with xbox and you know how that works right mm-hmm. and people just 
oh, it's an Xbox game, right? Like, oh, cool. I'm going to go get that on Xbox because it's an Xbox game. That's where it's going to be the best. Or is that the only place it is? I don't even know because I'm just a random person that doesn't look at anything and know anything. But I'm looking forward to Souls games, you know? So, yeah, maybe uh, I think I think it will bring some people and add that when I was talking to before about Xbox adding that edge, right? That those kind of games that like are out there, like it's a hardcore game, right? That's like, Hey, that's, that's only for the hardcore gamer there in Xbox has it. So you're hardcore. If you play this game and you get game pass also, right? Like um, it just, those kind of stupid like thoughts that people actually seen. I've seen those takes on Twitter, actually, like, I've seen somebody say, you're not a real gamer unless you like Souls games. I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> no, I will no. say, though, if if Lies of P is the next Elden Ring, which a lot of people are like kind of saying it is because it's getting that hype level, I could see it bringing a lot of people to Game Pass, just checking it out, like through either the Samsung TV or the browser or mo- mobile phone or whatever, mm-hmm. just because they're like, well, everyone's talking about this. I only got to pay a dollar to fucking check it out. Might as well just try it on my phone real quick or something you know yeah i could see it bring it but i don't know if you retain those people well what if they, okay so here's the here's the catch with game pass here's here's where i think <laughs> here's where i think the trick is with game pass right because if you get if i okay let's say i subscribe to netflix or i subscribe to whatever for stranger things or whatever just to watch stranger things well i have it for the month you know what i mean i i binge watch stranger things and it's over with and like two days right at some point i'm probably gonna look through there and see what else there is to play you know what i mean and if if you have other games launching around that time it's like oh there's another new game okay i'm gonna check that out oh what's this okay yeah i'll play that you know what i have this i mean i i always trash and make fun of halo you know what i mean but while i have this service (laughs) i might as well try and play the campaign i mean it's like what I paid fourteen dollars. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, you know what? I'm gonna destroy Xbox and make them so stupid for giving me all these games for fifteen bucks that I'm just gonna go and play all their like big time franchises and just unsubscribe <laughs> to the service. And guess what? Like, oh, maybe you actually like these games, you know? Oh, oh shit! And then they got this other thing coming. Like, oh well, oh shit! Uh, Starfield's coming out in March, right or May or whatever. And you got Redfall coming. That's getting some excitement. You got. This other Souls game now, um, man. Maybe yeah, like maybe you know it's only fifteen bucks. You know I'll just stick with it because you know what I mean. It's like a good value, right? I mean that's where I think they could make waves, and that's why they're targeting these different kinds of games as well to bring to the service because you need to have something for everybody, right? And it, once you get somebody into the ecosystem, it's hard to stop playing games on Game Pass. <laughs> It really is like I, I've seen people like I'm unsubscribing from Game Pass and never use it. I'm like, really? Like, OK, that's cool. Like, you don't I mean, it needs their own. But for me, like, I'd never run out of stuff to play on Game Pass, you know. Um, but I, I mean, like if you it's I don't have a PlayStation, but like I kind of put myself like if I was good to go to PlayStation and try their service, like. I don't think I would stay for it because like my primary device is an Xbox. So if someone's primary device is a PlayStation, there's no reason for them to just keep Game Pass going because they primarily play on PlayStation. So I don't know. Right. Well, uh, you a lot of the games that are going to be coming out um, that, it, you know, if somebody hasn't played 
or if they have like let's say ps4 and an xbox one um you know let's say an xbox ps4 player you know he, he hasn't made that jump to ps5 yet but he's seeing a lot of great things coming out of xbox a lot of these games are going to that service you know and you know as a console will aside you look at it and you're like hmm you know i can get all these games i'm only in it 15 dollars a month you know and i can play on my tv because that bought us i have a samsung tv so he's now playing on his samsung tv and he's like all right i'm really liking these games like i didn't think i and then he goes and he's like you know then he saves up a couple he saves up 300 bucks buys a series s plays that and he's like man i really want to check out and then he sells that gets the series x because he really wants to get the full experience with 4k ray tracing and you know 60 frames a second and he's like damn i see why everyone is really liking on liking xbox i see what the appeal is and and that's how you get a lot of uh the people that haven't jumped to next gen yet or our current gen if you're still on uh, last last generation's co- hardware a lot of people are are just they're they're waiting for that set of games that that just screams like boom you need to be playing over here and game pass makes it really hard for people to say nah i don't see great value over there you can't say that with a a subscription service like game pass and that's where you're going to get a lot of these new subscribers and a lot of these casuals that on ps4 like holy shit i can get call of duty on in game pass yeah i don't want that's gonna have such a huge impact with like with that and also with console sales too because you can have that like call of duty themed xbox you can have like the it comes with call of duty in the box right you know all those kind of things you can do um and not just that like diablo you can do it with that too that's a whole nother uh, type of person and then you add other capabilities there too man it's just like it becomes like enticing in the in the brand uh awareness and the value just like speaks for itself especially like you can like master chief is kind of the face of xbox mm-hmm. but he's not necessarily the face of like gaming like a lot of people will look towards like call of duty as like some more like famous characters or like overwatch they see those characters like on twitch every day or whatever it's like you put that on Xbox now, it's like, oh, I guess that's on Xbox. So you just go in the store and buy that. It's not just yeah. Master Chief on the box. Yeah, and also, I mean, you got the Riot Games stuff they're doing with PC yeah. and, and things like that, too. So they're appealing to, they're trying to, like, check all these boxes. You know what I mean? Like, with the Riot Games deal, you know, and actually acquiring Actors of Blizzard is, is checking that PC box. You know what I mean? They're like, well, this is going to get us a lot stronger on PC, right? Um, then they're doing the... You know, uh, call, they're going to have Call of Duty. They got uh, Diablo. They're going to have all these other games with all those other studios they already acquired. That's their like console RPG for shooters, Souls like games now with making these other deals and stuff. And which I think Phil Spencer kind of alluded to, they're going to be still looking for studios in other markets, right? Um, that's trying to check those boxes. Um, and they're kind of growing out into this like worldwide strategy of trying to be the platform for everyone. Right. Um, and I think getting that marketing is a huge part of this component of these deals that people aren't really considering it too much. 
you know, like marketing wise with these acquisitions is is absolutely a key strategy that's going to help them grow that ecosystem, right? Uh, shout out to Pong Soul joining us from fresh getting home from from work. How's it going, man? <laughs> ah, it's good to be here. It's great to be here, actually. <laughs> what a day, what a day, what a day. Listen, sorry <laughs> wait, everybody. Um, awesome to see all your freaking smiling faces and chat. Awesome to see you all as well. It is Friday. Uh, that is a good thing. Uh, so uh, what I miss, what I miss, because nothing happened this week. So what have you guys been talking about? <laughs> we're, uh, we're, got, are we still I talking about the... New, yeah what finally <laughs> what? what 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 are we talking about right now what are we still talking about are we still talking about sony or what uh, is uh, it i think uh, yeah kind of yeah we're talking about the value proposition kind of and like we've moved on to talking about those how games long and stuff will affect yeah sony and game pass and stuff like that yeah but yeah i think basically what i was getting at with this topic pong is you know we have games entering this ecosystem and xbox this generation that really kind of skipped last right it's and with that marketing and with with game pass day one on games like Wo long which we saw the gameplay trailer today and lies of p those are two like souls ish type games right that we only had really dark souls last generation with that it's a very popular genre you saw how elden ring did everybody saw that right and you have a lot of people that have seen a lot of hype and excitement for these games that are like becoming, it could be the, one of the next big games out there that people just kind of came out of nowhere. Right. Mm-hmm. And yep. it has a very popular genre and Xbox didn't really have that edge last gen with some of those kinds of games and attaching those to your platform is it kind of creates this mind share thing to where it makes it more attractive. One thing it's, cool again right it's cool to go ahead and try it because it's got the cool games right plus also you know if you're looking at uh, the cheaper way to even access that game in the first mm-hmm. place uh xbox is very inviting to do that no matter even if you have a console or not right yeah. so um we're just kind of talking about that playing a factor and adding into the value and and looking at how that's going to affect this generation because i think um as even as exclu- as important as exclusives are, right? With like Starfield and those kind of games, having mm-hmm. these kind of games in your ecosystem is to me almost equally as important because you got to attract to everybody, right? Not just yeah. the people that already have the system, you know? Right. That's what I was just going to say was that uh, I was going to almost say those exact words. What I was going to say is that games skipping your system is almost as harmful as not having exclusives, right? Yeah. And 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 sometimes just because a lot of those games that are skipping your system um, are is what creates a lot of diversity within your ecosystem. When people look at Xbox and say, like, I really like what Xbox is doing, but do they have this game? And when that no list becomes too long at some point, and they're all over on Sony's, a lot of those people are just going to choose Sony at the end of the day, but now you cut that down because now we're back to the 360 era. Like where we yeah. not on the Xbox side, they're not necessarily getting 
third party exclusives like they had during the 360 generation but just having those games those types of games that you were just talking about Mav, the souls games coming look last night i just fired up an atlas game on my series x a brand new ip from atlas second i saw you i saw you were streaming that earlier um in soul hackers 2 coming to xbox the same day it goes everywhere else that's the kind of stuff that we've always talked about even if this isn't the biggest fan base because a lot of those people automatically went to Sony, especially last gen when Xbox wasn't getting anything, having those games come back now along with a wool long, you know, and that kind of stuff, uh, Eliza P coming into game pass, obviously is huge. Having that diversity within your ecosystem, which is something that Microsoft has been pushing, but having the, the players like a Atlas show up onto the platform. Finally having Team Ninja come back to Xbox yeah. again. That is a real difference maker. We may not think about it all the time that way. And a lot of people dismiss those things, but it does have an impact when people go to make these decisions. Yeah. And this generation is going to be much, much more even keeled when it comes to that stuff because people can't afford to ignore Xbox anymore outside of square enix and we saw what their profits weren't right we we saw Mm -hmm. what was happening over there whereas the people who have come on board bandai namco i are looking really great they finally gave me my refund i can stop saying fuck them did they nice yeah yay Holy shit, Jasper. Congratulations, man. That's huge. That wasn't a small, that wasn't for anybody who doesn't know in the chat, Jasper's not talking. He got like a $60 refund because he bought a regular game. No, this was for a collector's edition. This was what? Two, two bills. Yeah. Oh my God, man. Thank you. Bandai Namco. Now Jasper's back on the train. So when you go to acquisition season again, Bandai Namco be okay with Jasper. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah. I, I think it I think it is fantastic. It's a great point, Mav. It's a great topic to bring up because again, you got to look at it from the from that satellite view, that RTS view as yeah. says to see that because all the time we're hyper focused on triple A's, we're always hyper focused on first party, we're always hyper focused on exclusives, we're always doing that kind of stuff. And then when we get away from that, then it's the Call of Duties, then it's the Madden's. Mm-hmm. But there's just all these other games that add up to a big deal when you look at it at the end of the day, whether or yeah. not they're on your favorite platform or your platform of choice. It makes a big difference. So I think that is a great point to to bring up for sure. Yeah, I think it's not. Here's the thing, like maybe some Xbox fans don't want to hear this or whatever, but like. It's not just about the games that we already do like and we know that is coming to the platform that we're used to playing that we know they're already making. They're making all these RPGs and first person shooters and all this stuff and, you know, getting all this awesome stuff. But in order to grow, Xbox needs to make games that don't necessarily appeal to the people that are already own the systems and own the or invest in the ecosystem. They got us. You know what I mean? But they're trying to grow beyond that. And so when I, there's a lot of people are like, oh, I, who likes those games? Or like, why would you like, why would they do that? Or like, you know, like uh, the JRPGs or like, who likes JRPGs or who likes, who likes nobody those games? Xbox plays nobody at, yeah, nobody at Xbox plays those games. Who, why would they make those? Because they want those people to buy an Xbox or they want them to sign up for Game Pass or they, you know, without those types of games, you lose a market of gamers. You don't 
the same argument we had yesterday with the RTSs and stuff, you know, uh, uh, Pong, you know, it's like, you got to foster that audience. It's one big buffet at the end of the day. And you may say, well, shit, today the buffet doesn't have chicken or today the buffet doesn't have ham or steak or whatever you want to say. Well, that's no big deal to me because I've already got what I need over here. But it might be a big deal to the, the restaurant that has that buffet that they're out because there might be people that come to that buffet just for that chicken or just for that ham or just for that steak. And they might not show up yeah. that day once they find out that that stuff's not there. Right. It's it is a big deal. And it's an easy analogy because it just fits. It works, as Todd Howard would say. But it is something that we don't talk about all the time but as you and i and everybody i think on this panel at one time or another on some shows have talked about cultivating a fan base it's not just about xbox's side of things it's about all the publishers that for an entire generation ignored xbox and sometimes rightfully so i don't blame the publishers all the time xbox wasn't in a good spot um but at the end of the day those publishers like a square enix being stubborn they're going to lose out Whereas the Bandai Namco's, the Atlases that finally embrace Xbox, they're going to start cultivating a fan base. It doesn't happen overnight. So yeah, it may cost you more to put that game on Xbox than you might see up front. But that doesn't mean by the third game that you put out, you've cultivated a fan base and all of a sudden you start yeah. seeing more profits out of it, right? Sequels are often works. more popular right. than the original sales-wise. Sometimes you got to have that something that grabs yes. that interest and people yes. start talking about it. it has a good lasting memory. And the time they announce that next game, it's like, yeah. oh, everybody, holy shit, it's coming back. And people are like, yeah, I like that because everybody's acting really excited about this and I don't know why, but I like it too. And all of a sudden Perfect example, man. Scarlet Nexus from Bandai Namco, brand new IP. Yeah. Do you, you think when they announce Scarlet Nexus 2, there isn't a whole group of us over on Xbox that got to play that game now that are going to be like, heck yeah, Scarlet Nexus 2? Yeah. Absolutely. Of course there is. That's or whatever. What game or they whatever. make from the same team, yes. right? Yes. Or the next yes. game like that, even, mm-hmm. right? Um, same with like what PlayStation had. When Demon Souls came out originally, it's like, what is this? You know what I mean? And it, it wasn't like the most popular game on the planet, but now this whole genre has been birthed because of this and games like Bloodborne and, and, and it was turned into Elden Ring, right? Which is a phenomenon, right? Which is multi-platform as you can play it everywhere, you know, but like they were doing a long time. There was like Dark Souls over here, Demon Souls over there or, or whatever. And, and now it's they become this huge genre and, um, Xbox has missed out on a lot of that genre, you know, and to have these games now come over to the ecosystem, not only just be available on the platform period, but to have marketing behind it, to have game pass day one as a way reason to play it here instead of the other place is extremely strong. And those games that people said, you know, Xbox doesn't have what I'm looking for in game pass. I don't like those kind of games right now. Those, a lot of those people that had been saying that won't be able to say that when they got those kind of games they are looking for. Um, is there a specific game fuzzy that out of those two that that catches your eye more? I think Liza P is is one of those, but there's there's a couple other games out there that that are coming to like Game Pass day one that I'm looking forward to, like you know with uh, what do you call it? High on Life is one of them. But uh, I think Lies of P, even though I'm not really the, 
Souls type so, player. You're Pinocchio I fan. Give it a try. It's a Pinocchio fan. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that will <laughs> that will work for me. But uh, yeah, I I just I the the overall aesthetic of it. I I just want to give that game a try. Like much like I did with Elden Ring, although. <laughs> I don't think I'm going back to Elden Ring, but at least to give it a try, because there there are certain like mechanics with, with I guess the different range of weapons you can have for that one arm or different abilities for that arm. Just want to see kind of you know what they have as far as you know things you'll be able to pick up and stuff like that. Over a thousand different combinations for weapons, Fuzzy. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that 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 alone will probably hold me home for a good bit. It's just that I I don't want to bang my head against the wall if I have to, you know, reclaim stuff I lost from getting killed by the boss or something like that. But yeah, that that game looks amazing. Yeah, and then you also have I mean another game that's interesting is something that's different for the platform. We saw it at Gamescom again. Um, was High on Life. Yeah. Right. It's another one that's different, you know what I mean? It's a shooter, you know what I mean? But it's like, it, it's a different kind of thing. It's like, it's going to get a lot of attention. When this game comes out, if for one reason or another, it's going to get some attention. It's already getting a lot of attention today. You, I was just going to ask, did you see people complaining already? And people thought that Conquer would just slide on in and be fine. People are complaining about High on Life already. I'm yeah. literally underneath the IGN post today. You should have seen the comments. I went through the comments. I was shaking my head. We have become such a weak society. Oh my god, man. <laughs> yeah. it's unbelievable. It's even, it's even worse. Twitter blocks that. Like, if you posted that video about the shootable kid, are you serious? Yeah, I, I, I made a post earlier. Like, I wanted. It's to not even a like kid. It that, that it's, was, it's yes, thirty. That's confirmed. Yes, it's a thirty-year-old. Yeah, I know, but but because of that, Twitter made it so you couldn't like or comment on whoever posted post that video. So you have to quote tweet it to say anything. I'm like, Twitter, are you serious? Come on. Yeah. But, hey, you could say all kinds of other crazy things on Twitter, but uh, something saying fresh meat. You can post porn kids. on Twitter. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, no, that, that game is definitely going to rub some people the wrong way. But you know what? I, I, I give them an E for effort for at least you know, going that extra, well, not really going that extra mile, but, you know, sticking to like that same type of satire and comedy that they do for Rick and Morty and, you know, putting it in the game. I, I'm I'm going to be all for it. Yeah. Can't wait, man. <laughs> I knew this was going to cause a lot of controversy when I saw that, you know, when I saw it at the Xbox demo and I was like, okay. And then they kept immediately confirmed it. Don't worry. It's a 30 year old. There's no, there's no shooting kids in our game. Right. They, they went out and immediately said that. Right. <laughs> But guess what? A lot of people didn't watch that. They're just seeing this clip that's shared, this shortened clip, and they're taking it out of context into what it is, and they're just assuming the worst, obviously, right? And they're like, oh, this is going to be a game about this only, right? And it's like... IGN had some extended coverage of that, and like, you go and meet his mom and what they showed in IGN. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I, I need to go... Like the, the thing is, the people that saw the game were playing the game, it's all been positive. Right. Yeah. It's all been extremely positive stuff. And people are like dying laughing, thinking this shit's hilarious. Like cutting out assholes and eating them is funny in a game. <laughs> right. Like that's funny when, when, when something you're holding in your hand says it wants to cut out an asshole and eat it. Like it's like, I'm just like, what? That's random, <laughs> insane nonsense that, and I told, was t- telling Pong this if, if that's what we saw at Gamescom, what they felt comfortable showing on the Xbox stage in a demo for like masses 
what is going to be in the actual game when we get to play this thing? Right? Like, that's why I think it's going to get a lot of attention, obviously. And it's going to be like kind of one of those like, oh, have, have you played high on life? Oh my, you guys got to check this out. It's another one of those games that's a little edgy that's going to bring some attention that, that makes it not just uh, the typical, you know, uh, experience for Game Pass. Why, why do I get the feeling that when this game came through the Xbox offices that Phil and Sarah were on one side of the table and they were like, yeah, no. And Greenberg was on the other side, absolutely <laughs> yeah, pounding the table. Saying, I will quit. If this game is not on Xbox, <laughs> I just right. get that feeling. <laughs> yeah. It could yeah. be. It's interesting, man. Like, um, were you saying fuzzy? Yeah. No, I was going to say, I, I would love to be a fly on the wall when they had that uh, that demo for, for the team, because I, I agree with Pong. It was probably somebody like Greenberg and a few others. Like yes. I could see Stein. They'd be like, come yeah. on. Stein again? This, Jesus. This is, you see our memes on Twitter. Come on. This is right. perfect for us. Right. Yeah. I will say that's interesting, though, because this company, like, originally they had Trover Save the Universe, and that was originally a PlayStation exclusive for, like, a year, and then it came to Xbox. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's we're getting that flip again of more devs coming over to Xbox and yeah. kind of having a name there. A lot. Yeah, that's a, that's a good call out, Jasper. I mean, it's not – and, again, that comes with market share, one, right? U.S. is the biggest market, and they're really close in, in the U.S., and they have – now, no, they it's it costs more a lot for a lot of these publishers to skip Xbox than it does to like bring out the game on Xbox. Like, okay, what are we going to lose out on, right? If we don't do this, right? And you still see it randomly with stupid situations, it just makes no sense whatsoever. Um, and there was a game recently that we were talking about, um, that, that was announced for everything and it's skipping Xbox. I can't remember which one it was, uh, but. It's like, why do they even... tactics ogre? Yes, that right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it, it comes more with for some reason Square, you know, and, and the game before that did the, the company that did that before a lot was Atlas, right? As well, but they guess what? You know that Sega Xbox partnership is showing fruits well, already. They own Sonic, well, now, so. yeah. I was just gonna say they own Sega now. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But that, that, Bloomberg. that variety, man, it's it's night and day over last gen, dude. It's night is night and day, and they're gonna they're getting something for everybody. Uh, Psycho out of Wolong and Lies of P, did one of those like catch your attention, or do you like those kind of games at all? Or no? oh yeah, um, both actually. Uh, the Wolong when we saw E three that it's when I saw that and Team Ninja's logo came up, I was like. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, finally, you know that game intrigued me a lot, and I, that was I was like, oh buddy, I'm I'm gonna be hooked on this game. Uh, Liza P did not know too much about it at, at, uh, until the Gamescom, and uh, that looks very interesting. I'm like, because when you're like, it's a Pinocchio, uh, I'm like Pinocchio, but then when yeah. I saw the uh, the gameplay, I was like, oh, this ain't just like fucking Pinocchio. You know, I, I was like, I don't know what I was thinking. And then until I saw the trailer, I was like, ooh, this is going to be interesting. They had yeah. a, a extended show at Xbox for that game. And they kind of talked about, like, how the lies, like, you know, Pinocchio is, like, famous for lying. Like, how that's going to play into effect with the game. Like, what you lie and what you say in this game is going to affect how the game ends and stuff. And, like, he said there's a twist. Mm. He didn't say what the twist was. But 
the more you lie and stuff like that, it can it can change you or something like that. He didn't he didn't go into what the twist was because he didn't want to spoil it, obviously. But he said, "Look out for that when the game comes out." Yeah, yeah, that does have interesting. Now, is Wulong is the one that had the uh, the meter where you um, the the harder the uh, the better you do, the, the harder the enemies get. Yes, yes, yes. Now, and the worse you do, very... your meter drops down. Yeah. Yep. That is very. That's a different take, and that is very interesting. So I would, I would, I just, I just want to play these fucking games. That's all. Is that is that like an accessibility thing? Trying to make these Souls games like as hard as hell as they can be, but also as more welcoming for. I, I, I think so, and there's no stamina in Wolong too, which is a big win for me because I hate the stamina bars. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, and so that's a big win. That's why Wolong today, after all the information came out, kind of moved ahead of Liza P. I'm going to try both, obviously, again. Yeah. Um, I think Liza P might be two souls for me, but we'll find out. I, I like the idea of the weapons, and the story is fascinating to me. I want to see the story in that game. But Wolong moved ahead because I think it is going to try to blend that accessibility but still give the hardcore players a reason to have a challenge, right? And I think that that's what they're going for here. That's why they're trying these different mechanics. Uh, you're going to be able to jump in it, all that kind of stuff. It actually Actually gave me the feeling of more ninja gaiden um, when i was watching the action it leans more that way and i talked to steel because i haven't played sekiro and steel said it is a combination to him when he's watching it and some of the stuff they said today it is a combination between sekiro and ninja gaiden which they kind of mentioned before but i like the more action style so i think wolong might wind up being my favorite out of these two for sure yeah it looks fine. I'm playing the gameplay trailer actually on the stream right now. And again, yep. and I, I've seen it. They, it was weirdly. It didn't, it didn't, wasn't at one of the major shows, right? If that was at one of the bigger shows, I think this thing would have exploded, but it just kind of just dropped a trailer today. Right. But um, they did the actual trailer instead of just the announcement. You mean at the Bethesda showcase? Well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm talking this? about at like a Keeley show opening that live or at yeah. even at the future game show. Uh, yeah, when okay. when oh, people are looking week, for the trailers at about. Gamescom, if they if this had dropped then, like I think it would have been everywhere. Like kind of like Lies of P was. Lies of P like was trending on Twitter, exploded right. And I feel like this one they just kind of dropped this trailer today, kind of randomly. And I've seen a lot of hype about it. I've seen a lot of excitement about it from people that really like Souls games and like these action uh, oriented games and stuff as well. And so I, it's gaining a lot of hype, especially because we didn't see gameplay the first time. But I feel like it should have been at one of those shows. It would have been even more of an impact. Oh, for a fact. But I'd say I love these, uh, like, Chinese uh, mythology-style games. And I I like... I've always been uh, a JRPG fan from back from uh, the uh, uh, Nintendo, Super Nintendo. I've always been a JRPG fan. So... The, these games just uh wulong screams to me more than liza p uh but uh, like they're both coming in game pass i'm gonna try them but wulong is that it just takes it and the same thing with uh uh the other game that was announced uh where wins meet oh my god yeah that's another one that i was just like holy shit but yeah it's just it's just one of those like that's what i grew up on and you know that's and that's what we're you know we're talking about you know people 
just I, I, this is the, one of those games that just really, really intrigued. I mean, they're both beautiful looking games. Liza yes. P, gorgeous graphics, really. I mean, especially yeah. the graphics on Liza P was like, whoa, you know, I have that on the screen right now, and you can see the blue faced lady that half that with that half smirk. Um, it's just amazing stuff that that they're doing. And where is the studio out of Liza P? I think Korea. Man, there's so much talent there. I, Phil was talking about this with like it, engines, or somebody was talking about. It. I don't remember who was about the engines being like really a uh, strength, you know, with working on tech technology and stuff, and a lot of these other territories and getting kind of getting in the ground floor of that because uh, we're seeing a sur- resurgence and or a a surgence of of um, development talent in these other territories. And when Phil was in that interview, he was like, "We need to." be in the ground floor of these kind of areas. We want to be around the world here because that's something where if you get in and kind of early on this, you know what I mean? You have more of a strength and you have more of a uh, partnership that you develop and foster over a long period of time. And if you see games looking like this, what we're seeing on the screen right now coming out Mm -hmm. of those areas where people were kind of overlooking or not really paying attention to before. um, Now all of a sudden they are right. Like Wukong, uh, uh, Black myth. Mac Myth Wukong out of China, Mac right? Myth, Black Myth. Black. Did I, Black. <laughs> what did I say? Black <laughs> Myth. Mac Myth. Mac Myth Wukong. I'm stroke right now. Namkai Bando. Black Myth. I can't speak. Black Myth Wukong. Wukong. Yes. Yeah. That's out of China. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like people are, it has so much hype about it. And it's like a studio nobody ever heard of before, right? Lies of P now. So much hype about it. Yep. Studio Nervous. First Descendant, another game out of Korea. Again, yeah. oh my God. Steel and I've been talking about Korea forever. That we even said that, like, if Phil wants to make a mark, he makes a move in Korea before he even makes a move in Japan. Yeah. I know Japan's like the, you know, the special place. And obviously, it's got a big piece of Phil's heart. And he loves the Japan and he respects the history of the industry there. But Korea has got some incredible talent coming out of there right now. They are doing stuff that we have not seen yet, pushing the industry, pushing yeah, the Crossfire engines. X. No, not Crossfire <laughs> X. That, not that's Crossfire a bit X. of a different story. That That's more of a mobile game that yes, kind of exploded came over there. To, yes, yeah, mobile game that came to consoles and to PC. Uh, but no, there is a big market over there that's exploding right now. And, and, you know, China's harder because, again, you get into the politics of China mm-hmm. and all of it that's evolved. But next bet, I mean, right next to Japan, you got Korea. You know, again, South Korea is right in line with the Western side of things. Much easier to do business with over there. Get in, find some of these talents, find some of these smaller studios that, like Mav just said, are popping up out of nowhere and seemingly being able to push these engines and doing stuff that we don't see in the West, except for some of the top, top tier teams over here. Get in there on that ground floor and make your move over there in Korea. I'm all for it. So yeah. I'd love to see it. Oh, yeah. And that, that's the thing that people are not paying attention personally is that these korean teams that are coming out uh, just out of nowhere all of a sudden and xbox builds a relationship with them that will bring japanese developers like because if they see a bunch of korean games and and they are striving very well on xbox ecosystem you'll see the japanese games come over 
And then you'll start seeing, you know, maybe Square might not skip that next game. They're like, hmm, you know, like if they, you know, if Sony doesn't buy them, and <laughs> they will, you know, and they will they'll come over, and then we'll see that, you know, like oh wow, we'll have like Xbox has, you know, we're seeing like we know that we we've been talking about uh, acquisitions and things like that but imagine getting some of these korean teams and building this xbox east studios you know that that's just something that uh is very 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 uh exciting as a gamer because we're going to get games that we normally don't think like uh you're not interested or haven't played because you're either on the only been on xbox now you're gonna get to experience them and you're gonna be like wow wow these games are freaking awesome love them they look gorgeous and if they're mostly actual gameplay and they don't you know all you know uh cutscenes like a lot of the, the how the games used to be back in the day they they kind of have stay away from the cutscenes and you can't they blur the line. You can't tell which is a cutscene and what's gameplay. That that that's just a special uh, task that they that these developers are going to be able to do that uh, they haven't been able to in the past. And it's just an exciting time as a gamer. Yeah, for sure. I'm putting uh, Where Winds Meet right now on the screen, and that mm-hmm. that looks like a like a. Uh... Ghost of Tsushima that meets oh, yeah. like um yeah. meets uh Wolong. I don't know. Like there's so many different types of genres this looks like it kind of crosses over. It's, it's got that fantasy action, you know, uh historical genre, but it's also kind of got the art style, kind of a ghost of Tsushima yeah. and stuff. It's like, and it's about it's an RPG, you know, amazing stuff yeah. coming. Yeah, I get the uh Ghost of Tsushima with crouching tiger hidden dragon yeah that's a great call out yes 100 percent, dude yeah then that i mean fucking i remember that movie that was fucking phenomenal Mm -hmm. i loved it and i i just can't that's and this is another game i can't wait to play yeah yeah this stole the show uh, for a lot of people actually at the uh at opening that live um there was a surprisingly at gamescom overall guys there was a lot of good new games shown Right, yeah. um, that kind of were like, whoa! I've never heard of that before, and a lot of them were announced for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, going to be un- unbelievable. <laughs> what are we going to do about this? I don't even know. Right. I'm going to have to Take like vacations, I guess. <laughs> find a McDonald's and just steal their power and live on the McDonald's. I guess I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the McDonald's Wi-Fi sucks. I can't do that. Uh, I get near a McDonald's drive-through, my phone immediately stops working. We just get a gaming house together. We're all share rent and bills, and so we all yeah. can just game twenty four seven. Yeah, <laughs> you still got to make income. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's why we have OnlyFans, folks. No, what? 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 <laughs> why? Why we? That's that's you. You're the you posting those foot pictures all the time, psycho. And stop asking me to like give my opinion on them. Like I don't need to see the DM. I just see them in the DMs. Okay. <laughs> Hey, um, not, no, no shame in my hobby. <laughs> um, they got another one up here, guys. Uh, Atlas Fallen stole a show for a lot of people too. It, like it, these games, like uh, well, who are these developers? 
making these amazing looking games coming out of nowhere, left and right. You know, it's like there. That's one thing that always kind of made me call the whole monopoly talk and gaming bullshit. Period. Because you have like new companies formed all the time. For example, one of them is like Amy Amy Hennig's company is like has this new big deal and they're doing all these big licensed games and it's like they're not really known for gaming, right? But you have all these startups too, all these new brand new developers or game or developers that have only done a, a little bit here and there before. Now they're taking this big leap and making these huge big ass games and stuff. And meanwhile, you have people out there saying that uh well Xbox is gonna get a monopoly because of this or that. And it's so it's so ridiculous to see when you see so much talent coming out of the woodworks all over the damn place, right? Any one of these games, any single one of these games could launch one of these studios or small publishers to become a massive deal, right? Yep. Any one of them. It depends on the game that you put out, the quality you put out, how much attention it gets, how popular it gets. And guess what? We could see a publisher that right now is just, Eh, we kind of talk about them every once in a while, or like we see their name show up every once in a while, but all of a sudden they're like as big as EA or as big as Activision Blizzard ever was, or as big as this or that. Because of one game can change an entire company. And that's what makes that's one of the things that makes gaming really special because a small team can apply for like ID at Xbox or something, you know, and, and get their first project off the ground with help from the studios and stuff. Uh, it's about the talent you put out there, the creativeness that you have. And then guess what? You make good money on that. You go bigger the next time. And then you put out something that gets mass appeal. Right. And all of a sudden you're like this team of like 50 or something. Right. Then you put out something that's all really big, like next. And all of a sudden you're this massive studio, right? This happens all the time. It absolutely happens all the time. It's crazy. Yeah. We were kind of talking about before the show where like, how Activision got bought up and Embracer's buying a bunch of stuff up. There's a gap in like this forming with publishers where mm-hmm. it's so easy for a new company to come in and just fill that. Like we can see the next Bungie over the next few years or something come out. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And the same thing with Square Enix. If Sony decides to buy them, any one of these, the, uh, you know, uh, Wulong or uh, Atlas Fallen, any of these developers, uh, Liza P could be the next Square. Cause this is, you know, a lot of these games are, are from what I believe, are their first games. And just look how amazing they are. So to sit there, you know, and that that's why it's like, you know, it, it's beloved franchises, like IPs like, you know, Final Fantasy and your Dragon Quest and things like that that people love. But guess what? These could be the next Dragon Quest Final Fantasies that could fill that gap. For a lot of these, you know, for for a lot of gamers that, you know, so it's it's just amazing. And this this goes back, this goes back to Psycho, right, to the the accessibility to the tech and how the tech is changing and closing Mm -hmm. the gap between small studios and the largest studios in the world. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that shows here again, Liza P, for anybody who doesn't know, that's the team that did Blessed Unleashed. If you guys remember that? Oh game. wow! Multi, yeah, that's that's the team that did that. This is their first single player. They didn't like multiplayer, big multiplayer game, blessed, which failed miserably mm-hmm. out the gate. And they actually, uh, 
Uh oh. <laughs> oh no, Pong. We lost Pong mid sentence. He was making such good points. Do you want to finish his points, Fuzzy? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know he was making mention as far as like the, they did Blessed Unleashed, but yeah, they, any of these studios could step up and, and take the rings from any of the existing studios that are out yeah. there now. Like the whole deal with like, um, even even looking at like Xbox Studios, the the guy, although this has a little bit of controversy in it as well, the guy that originally founded Undead Labs, after the deal, he left. You know, we already know what the reasons were, but he went and already started his own studio. And you know, similar things have happened with people leaving, or or when uh, EA closed. Uh, um, what was the one that did the original Dead Space? I can't remember uh, the name of the studio, but those Not guys visceral. yeah visceral, yeah, the, yeah, the people from visceral wound up starting their own studio and that's the the team that's making callista protocol so it, anytime there's this consolidation of these these top tier studios into a, a particular publisher or platform either some of the existing employees step up and say hey you know what i want i want to do my own thing or somebody else is like hey like like you guys are saying there's there's a gap we're going to kind of fill that gap. Like if you saw the, um, uh, the one guy that started the uh, uh, started naughty dog, that was kind of like his, his whole deal was like, not necessarily trying to make a game. That's like a, you know, a halo killer or like a Forza killer or something where you target that specific game, but just kind of fill that, that gap. You can always go against it, but just have your own, you know, spin or deal to it. Don't, just put like the bullseye on like the top dog focus on what you do best but you know fill that niche and you will probably draw people either away from that that bigger game or you'll create your own community around that game and a lot of these studios have that capability so yeah nicely done picked up exactly where pong left off if you contended it uh, continued yeah. it. I, I think the same thing happened that happened to Psycho that week. I could pull up Zoom. I was still hearing you guys, and I was still moving in the Zoom app on my <laughs> side. Like I could see you guys. Like it's perfectly. weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But like, that, that happened still on, there. That happened on Restream to Psycho. It's was, was weird. Weird, strange. Yeah, because I was still here. I was like talking. I'm like, what do you guys? Says, what are you guys talking about? I'm still here. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? bless Unleash. What about it? Less than least, yeah, no, yeah, no. All I was saying, all I was saying, is that to all your points that you guys are bringing up, as far as these companies, and again, uh, Jasper, you brought up the fact that the, the the leaving big holes that need to be filled in these smaller companies could be the next, you know, Activision Blizzard. Again, that's exact quotes that I always bring up from Jack Trenton, who did an interview. That's the exact same thing that he said when they asked him about this acquisition season and what he thought of Activision Blizzard being gobbled up by Xbox, and he said it's great for the industry. It's great. This is a normal part of yeah. a healthy industry and that there's the next Activision Blizzard could be one of the 10, 1500 companies, whatever it takes to fill that spot left by Activision Blizzard could be the next one. That's how this works. And again, in a healthy industry this is exactly what you want to see. But no, my point was is that 
these smaller teams coming out of nowhere. We're just talking about this whole collection of games coming out of nowhere, seemingly from studios that we've never heard of before looking absolutely freaking amazing. I mean, look at the, look at the upgrade dead Island two has gotten now after becoming vaporware for a long time, Uh, the technology, the accessibility that we have with unreal engine five unity with all the work they've done. And now that the consoles have come up to spec and are alongside, you know, PCs and a lot of different ways, we're actually seeing this talent that maybe we've never heard of, or maybe doesn't have a whole lot of experience, be able to take advantage of all this tech and actually come out with something that looks like it was made by one of the big guys, right? That's how this generation is going to move forward. That's why I said the gap between indies and triple A is getting smaller and smaller. Yes, you'll have those teams of indies that still make those games that are retro style, that are simplistic, uh, take a different art direction that we haven't seen before that maybe aren't, aren't, doesn't give it that AAA quality, but you got the other teams that do want to push themselves and all of a sudden they've got access to the same tools, the same resources with the help of like idea at Xbox, whatever the case may be, to go and do this. And it doesn't take a gigantic team anymore. Um, and so, again, we're just going to see more and more high quality as this generation goes on from all different types of places. And that's why the emerging markets like Phil was talking about in his interview and making sure that they have a footprint in those emerging markets, wherever they are throughout the world is so important. That's why they started a startup studio um, to help people down in Africa, some developers down there get up and running because you just don't know where the next big thing is going to come from these days. And pretty soon, you know, we've heard Phil talk about the cloud development tools and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be people, single people, single gamers like you, me, you know, me, Mav, you know, Jasper, Psycho, Fuzzy sitting in their houses and all of a sudden have a great idea. And the tools are going to be so good. We're probably going to be able to sit down and figure out a lot of it and maybe even come up with a game ourselves that gets published somewhere. That's how easy they want to make this because, man, we are going to see some crazy good stuff. It's coming like out how everyone everywhere. can just kind of like film a movie on their iphone today yeah, like that's correct. what they want to get to a lot of film right jasper perfect example right we've seen a lot of movie makers start that way right the cameras have gotten so good on our phones that we can make small time little budget movies now that before you would have had to have a gigantic camcorder you would have had your have your buddy filming it it would have looked like crap still it looked like it's on a vcr tape <laughs> But now we get high definition, get 60 frames, 120 frame movies from your phone. Yes, that's exactly a great point, Jasper. Uh, and that's exactly where the game industry is going now. So this is an exciting time. Let me tell yeah. you. Yeah, especially with the, the, the ability with the machine learning. If people don't understand, like that helps with the game development. What they're, they're, they're trying to use that with game development to help smaller teams do so much with you know with the assets and everything like a background work so it it's it's awesome to see uh these smaller teams have these tools readily available having id xbox like pong you're saying having the accessibility there and xbox nurturing a lot of these smaller uh developers being able to make these really great looking games and uh being that next best thing and it's just it's 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 a healthy environment for gaming and it's what phil spencer wants and that's his whole message and that's what he's been trying to push yeah i actually think another good example of what you guys are talking about is actually stuff like youtube itself 
rant and stuff, right? Because like back in the day, to think I'd be thinking about even trying to operate this or figure out what to do. <laughs> like I put images on a screen with graphics and like right. equipment and buttons yep. and and stuff. It's like what I'm not capable of doing something like that and. You know, like, and so here we are sitting here today. We have 67 awesome people here just watching us right now talk about video games, right? And some of these YouTube channels and some of these things you see out there where these creators have their own avenue of making content, they look like TV shows. They look like like crazy, high-produced things. channel, man. <laughs> yeah. He's got some of the biggest graphics and stuff. You, you would need a full studio to produce that yeah. stuff back in the day. So, now you can do it with a couple people. So you, you've seen av- people take these avenues of creation and become yeah. huge phenomenons. Like look, look at Mr. Beast, or where, for example, yeah. like one of the most yep. famous people in the world now has like franchises of like different in different industries now, like across the world, because he started a YouTube channel doing stupid shit a long time ago and uh, giving money away and stuff, right? Like, uh, they're making you're right they're making tools simpler and and stuff where like you know these engines and things are kind of getting uh more simplified and um it's not necessarily it's going to be like crazy easy but they have like they have tools there to where it's like okay well they're making it more user friendly and they got templates you can use and all this kind of stuff and um kids are learning to do some of these simple game design techniques and stuff at an early age now right Yep. So those kind of things get learned and processed, and uh, over time, it's going to grow. I'm not going to say that I'm ever going to be able to develop a game. I would love to, but I, I, I'm a freaking <laughs> moron when it comes to technology, and uh, my matter. fat thumbs will make too many I's and O's mistakes, <laughs> right? Um, You're going to have AI helper with you, Mav, yeah. at some point, gonna and the AI is going to fill in all the blanks. Yeah, the, fill, yeah. the AI is going to fill Look at what AI is doing right now yeah. the, with the artwork, right? We've seen the artwork yeah. explode. You look at that AI artwork. My God, man, it's scary. Yeah. It's scary. That's what they're eventually going to have. And the AI is going to be able to generate yeah. procedurally games, right? Based yep. upon your description. So AI is going to be able to help you work through all that. It's, Halo it's Infinite Forge is going to be making games within a game as well. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. You got like Roblox out there. You got Fortnite Creative out there. You got things like this are going to breed this new type of thing where it's like, hey, there's this platform you can use. But I always go back to like, I'll toot my own horn. I, a little bit. I got really into the Far Cry map editor back in the day. I used to make some kick-ass maps back on the original Xbox with the Far with Far Cry, and that was a blast because it was kind of like letting your creative juices flow and, and like making something in a game, right? And it, that those tools were simple, right? Those tools were simple, and that was back twenty years ago or whatever, almost. Yeah. So they can obviously with everything they're doing now. With all this technology, Unreal Engine Five and all these, all these other things are doing. It's uh, it is going to get easier and easier. And it again, one game can launch somebody to become crazy popular, right? Look at Minecraft. Among us, among us, all guys. Yep, a hundred percent. All all of these things, just like multi multi million dollar companies now that have huge staffs and stuff that they just made like a small passion project right um what were you saying psycho no i was going to just say the whole that uh picture creator that pong was saying that's all machine learning and that's the stuff that they're doing within games so Mm -hmm. it's just it's you know it takes a little bit of time but after a couple years that thing it's it's going to be insane 
how quick these games are going to be developed now. And we're going to see a steady flow of great quality games. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, nothing's bug free, but you're going to, you know, the, they, they can, instead of taking the man hours doing from working on backgrounds and assets, now they're working on other things. So they're prioritizing what they're doing so efficiently. And we're going to see the benefit and it's going to only benefit the gamers in the end that's all and, and the ai is going to be able to run through the entire game a million different times in a million different ways through calculations through virtually playing it in the cloud the ai is going to be able to find all those bugs that we don't see until a million people get the game in their hand and it's going to start cleaning up that for that's a good devs. call out it's, too yeah, yeah. It, it, it that's exactly what they're going to use uh you know along with everything else cycle has brought up as far as machine learning goes but that's how it's really going to help the devs and that's why you know these games are just going to get even bigger more expansive um Mm -hmm. more complex as like cycle just said the devs can put more time into the actual creation process instead of all the busy work and the nonsense that the ai is going to be able to take over and clean up and create for them so uh it's it's amazing time ahead next 15 next 10 5, 10, 15 years, we're going to see some huge transitions in this industry. Oh, it's going to be incredible. Yeah. yeah. Facts. Facts. Well, one thing almost changed the industry today, but didn't. Um, this morning, I, I I missed it because I was woke up a little bit later. Um, like I was like 30 minutes too late to the party, I guess, because there was about an hour almost where the world thought that uh, Amazon was buying EA. <laughs> <laughs> it was blowing up. It was everywhere. I saw like Twitter after everybody made a comment on this thing. I was like, holy shit. Like, uh, what's going on? Like, did I miss something huge again? Like, Zenimax Bethesda? And then I immediately I saw, oh, like, false alarm. You know, their stocks even rose through the roof and then, and then dropped back down because of some a rumor that Amazon was buying EA and then. CM was it CNBC I believe or MSNBC mm-hmm. came out and was like nope uh that's not we haven't heard anything like that's being announced today um so it, it, is there something that could have potentially caused this rumor to start at all not necessarily saying it's Amazon 100% or whatever Nothing but from the old rumors we had months ago yeah like I wonder where did the where did this generate from cuz I I honestly guys like I saw the fallout so, and everything but because i found out it wasn't yeah, happening i didn't dive it i didn't yeah. dive it. <laughs> i was fucking like i was like super sus on this i was fucking researching this whole shit fuzzy was putting in stock is it stock yeah. requests he was putting in his early stock requests he was making some buys yeah. early did you did you immediately go make a bunch of buys fuzz <laughs> no he so, didn't thankfully still no. said so he started the there's rumor. a website called like glhf or something like that i forgot what it was but so they broke the story and the writer from it is the like the managing editor at this place and this place is a company that you like hire to like if you want to gain traction to your website or something like that and they kind of work with us today news so it was kind of weird already and it's a swedish company but i'm just like no one's ever heard of this company why would you send like the biggest news story in the past like six months to them and not like bloomberg or someone like that it's like I don't know. It just kind of seemed off, and especially the day after the worst PlayStation news we've had all year, it was just like it just wasn't added up logically to me. I was like, "There's something not right here." Have they come out and made a comment since then? That news uh, source, 
the writer came out and said that uh uh yeah i was wrong about it but that doesn't mean i'm still wrong it could happen like in a couple weeks so oh i and us today came out and said uh our editing our editor standards have like failed today or something like that so they were like we're they're like we're reevaluating how we perform this task so realistically it costs a lot of people money yeah it costs a lot of people a lot of money cause some stock fluctuation fluctuation which is never good uh based on a rumor but it sounds like this place could potentially have some connections where it is possible this guy heard something outside of the normal you know sphere of major players that we would think that this would come from so it is certainly possible um but no, I know what you're saying. Articles were yeah, like Apex Legends, like updates. I'm yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, and I get that. I, I get it's that also like if you come out with something that big and you're trying to be a serious like publication, which it seems yeah, like they are. That's like almost like career suicide to come out with something right. like that massive and be that wrong about it. So I like there had to be something that they thought at least. You know what I mean? Like I don't think I mean, it's like a. It's not a hoax. Guy, whoever the source was that he got it from, like faked his credentials like really well or something right. they just don't right. have enough like standards to like verify that but right that could be something where like oh somebody dm'd them holy shit this is happening right and he just like didn't do his due diligence to yeah. fact check source check but like something like that like if you get huge news like that like how do you necessarily source it or like fact check something you know what i mean because like, nobody's supposed to know about it yet the fact mm-hmm. that it would be you call jason there, schreier and you ask him <laughs> Right. <laughs> I mean, the safe play there is just to hold it until like it's actually official, and then try to get your first get it out that way. But like, you're going to lose clicks. But it's like, yeah, yeah. The best thing I can think of is that, as far as my gut, we already knew that EA was talking to a few companies out there, and somebody probably watching the front door saw that you know representatives from Amazon were meeting with um, people from EA again, or like a second time around. So they must have figured, oh, this is, this has got to be the closing or this has got to be, you know, I the deal being Hans sealed. Froze again. Oh, there he goes. Yeah. <laughs> he just jumped. <laughs> um, yeah. Hong's frozen. Kind of yeah like, he's back. He's back. It was, what, what was that? Uh, it was kind of like um, the news with, um, with Microsoft and Warner Brothers, you know, like they're like, up, oh, they're gonna buy them, and that was back in wherever, and then, uh, and then nothing came of it. So, you know, someone I forget who jumped on the story with that, uh, just because they, you know, they kind of had sit down meetings with uh, what I think I don't know if it was Phil Spencer and uh, Warner Brothers or someone from Xbox or Microsoft talking with uh, Warner Brothers, but it was. So, something along the lines of that you know they were like oh we need to get on this and, you know for the publishing so they can be like oh we reported it first and they kind of just jumped a little too soon yeah so it, i mean if you're right jasper if they said next week i mean so it's kind of just keep an eye he, out he, he wasn't like sure he was just saying like he's Still believes it could happen. He just doesn't know like when now. That's just like yeah. Gotcha. Oh, and, and it makes sense. It wasn't out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. It's a very real possibility. Like it would make a lot of sense as you know, it happened this morning. Everybody was like, Oh shit. Well, I guess Amazon's in now, right? So it is something that could happen anytime. We've talked about it. Amazon, they're gonna do this, they gotta make a move because the big publishers, 
they're getting pretty light now. There's not too many left that you're going to be able to buy up uh, with real impact like that, like an Amazon would probably want out of a deal. Uh, but that would definitely place them on the map. I mean, that's that would be a huge move. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I think that's probably what also led to like maybe this credibility is like, because we've known EA was in the talks before. It's just. Yeah. I think people are waiting for something to happen with EA because we've heard like you said, Jasper, we've heard lots of different things. We've heard them. Uh, in fact, there was uh, like news that they've actually approached like three or four different companies, right. About partnerships with one of those being a uh, Comcast actually, which CM- was it CNBC. I'm sorry. Like, but uh, they actually came out and said that live on their program that yeah, their parent company had had talks with EA and um, that other people have had talks with them as well. Uh, we know about because that has been, uh, that's come out from several different sources now. And um, I think they believe they talked to Microsoft before the Activision Blizzard deal was done. They talked to Activision Blizzard, I think too, didn't they? Yeah. Or take two. It was one of them. They talked to somebody else about a merger. Yeah. I don't remember who yeah. it was. And basically all the deals were either didn't happen or because of EA's wanting to, have complete control right and they want to have control over a lot of a lot of things and um that but they were looking for a merging partner right amazon wouldn't necessarily be that situation though right amazon would be like all in you know we're we're acquiring you Uh, but that's why we thought like you know microsoft would be a good fit because they would be able to still operate within themselves and stuff like that because that's kind of microsoft's mo right now um, but maybe Amazon would be a similar situation if Amazon would agree to that. Uh, where so where Amazon is like nobody really asked for that because they're not a gaming company, but they're starting to get into games. And the fear would be they just try and drive all the content to be exclusive to Luna, right? To make sure that they push that cloud platform forward. But maybe they would go multi still release all their games multi-platform to ensure that they still sell <laughs> to make sure it's not a huge catastrophe. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Um, so yeah, plus they would probably have to make some concessions just yeah. like you know, Microsoft is setting the rules right now. for yeah. Big publisher purchases and Amazon is under even more scrutiny already from the DOJ and the FTC. So this would be like a, Lena Khan hates Amazon. Okay. Yeah. Hates them. Th- this would be all out war. Like I would not doubt, like they would just t- say, Nope, we're blocking this. Co- we're going to court. <laughs> like instantaneously, yeah. like just make them fight it out in court, no matter how stupid or ridiculous it is. So yeah, Amazon would have to play by some rules here as well. If they want to be, make it, you know, semi smooth to get it to go through, because there's no way they would just allow them to do whatever they wanted to do yeah. after they've, you know, put so much pressure on Microsoft over Call of Duty and shit. So definitely would be interesting. That's what I was excited for was the battle. <laughs> what what um, is the likelihood you guys could think of a possibility of that being the home for them? Because I think something's going to go down Amazon at some or? point with EA. At some point, something's going to happen with EA. They're actively See, shopping for somebody to either merge with them or acquire them. This is, this the is th- ongoing things. I've been doing it for thing, almost a year. The thing, though, is like, with Activision Blizzard out of the way, they're now the number one like publisher that's kind of like major in the West like that now. So like, do they just say, well, we're going to be on our own and just try to be that number one, like even more now, like to say, like, yeah, screw the sell and just, like double I, down on them. I see. I think they see that money and they want they want to cash in while this consolidation thing is happening and 
you know, like part of it was the merger idea for them. And I think them doing that and remaining in control just makes them bigger. Right. And still even better. Right. So I think that's part of their aspirations with it. There's not a lot of companies that you can see that really happening with. Um, because of their wanting to be maintaining control, like the thought of 2K would be crazy, right? Like, like, two, could you imagine 2K talk about sport, complete domination and control of the <laughs> sports genre on uh, a monopoly in gaming, right? Um, that'd be insane, you know. I but both Epic of them have games, lots of different publishing. Epic branches Games too. would, I think, be massive out of that. Like EA and Epic Games come together, like. Yeah, I don't know, just having the Unreal Engine and so yeah, but how about Ubisoft? Because Ubisoft is looking for a partner too, but they're looking for a different kind of partner. They're looking for Tencent's a... got that in the bag. Ten cents, yeah, ten cents working it. I, I would say I, I hate the bad mouth both companies because I like things about them, <laughs> but those are like two boat anchors at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah, it was Ubisoft and EA. I, I think they would drag each other down. <laughs> oh yeah. Ooh, yeah, that would be not necessarily the best situation. Um, I would say EA is actually like managed better than Ubisoft right now. Yes. Um, probably. Yeah. Like, here's the thing: EA has yeah. some bad practices within some of their games, mm-hmm. uh, with microtransactions and stuff like that, or some of the worst. Right? Ubisoft's starting to do that a lot too, and they have been for a while now, and they're getting worse with it, but uh, not to the extreme that EA is, or even 2K mm-hmm. also. But uh, EA is also coming out with a lot of different genres, a lot of different variety in their games, and they have more of a focus on what they want to do. And they've got Zampella. Zampella yeah. automatically puts them over the top. <laughs> Just him by himself. Right. I, I would say if it was him as the CEO, then that would be a like a match made in heaven. But <laughs> right. Maybe EA swoops in and gets uh, the WB Games Studios. No! No, Jasper, oh. stop. Debbie don't Downer, put, get out no, of here. Don't, don't put that in the atmosphere. <laughs> if, you saw, like, if you saw EA acquires WB Discovery or WB Discovery merges with EA <laughs> right now, that would be like everybody's nightmare, right? <laughs> like, because of what, especially if they didn't have control, right? If they didn't have complete control, because what you see that WB Discovery doing I could not imagine them even being more involved in the gaming space. Right? Well, EA wants are. control. WB gives them control over the gaming departments. Yeah. Like, hey, you got some control now. I'm just wondering. This, it would be like instead of Batman, you'd have Batboy, the reboot series. What? <laughs> yeah. I, I just I I don't know. I that it, it it makes sense in a way, but I just considering how they kind of flubbed the whole star Wars licensing with the exception of fallen uh, Jedi fallen order. I mean, they've had to go back and, you know, fix some of the egregious things that they were doing with battlefront, but yeah, they, them with license stuff, even the sports <laughs> things, it's like, come on, they they've it's now to the point where they just should just do season passes for each year instead of making a game charging full price. And all it is is a roster update. It's like, Come on. Yeah. That's really all it is. This year's Madden is an improvement. I'll say yeah. over last year's. Uh but the ultimate team stuff is still crazy. It's it's absolutely insane, like with the way they try and get you to spend so much 
money and it's all in your face and stuff and it's as it's a good game though it's gameplay wise right even if it's just the same game improved over year over year i think at some point that's got to change it's got to be like a subscription thing within game pass or something or you know um ea play it is right if they're if you get the ea play plus on on like PC and get, stuff. But. Oh yeah, I guess on PC. I was gonna say on Xbox, you just get ten hours. Yeah, I wonder how long that's it. gonna take for that next level of EA's thing to be on consoles as well. Because once Ubisoft Plus comes, like that'll be the premium out of those two. Man, I don't know. There's, there's so many different fits I can see for EA, mm-hmm. but I don't. I don't know, man. I just, I just, I still get this feeling Apple would be. As much as I hate to say it, I think Apple would be the better home, especially considering their push to have more sports stuff on like Apple TV Plus or yeah. whatever it's called now. So I think EA in general would be a a fit for them. I don't know if it benefits EA in the grand scheme of things. It definitely will help Apple with their arcade and everything that they're possibly looking to do if if the whole console thing that's been rumored is still you know, greenlit, I could see EA being, you know, their, their bigger get. So that way they can make a nice entrance. But yeah, outside of that, I would love for Xbox to grab them, but I I just look back at some of the bad decision-making that's been done there. And it's like, unless Phil is going to say, okay, Vince, take the chair, run, steer the ship, right. And, you know, kind (laughs) of, You know, carry every well, not carry everything moving forward, but at least you know, bring it into the you know modern era and and stop focusing on the whole frostbite engine. And you know, we we have a better deal with Epic, so Unreal Engine all you want. I think that would be a, a yeah. ultimate you know compliment to Microsoft Studios. But yeah, they're they're going to be stuck for at least another six months to a year, possibly before they can even do that. If they can even really grab another publisher, the way this whole thing is going. Yeah. I think they're going to be Xbox is going to be looking more for like those other regions and people that are really strong in those maybe. So man, I don't know. It's interesting, but like WB X, that's, that's somebody needs to save their ass right now. <laughs> like it, Amazon, maybe they backed out of the deal with EA to go buy WB discovery. Like I would be down for that at this point. Somebody needs to go completely save WB discovery's ass. Like, because they are ruining everything right now. They canceled Cape Crusader. That was the coolest, like, Batman thing I've seen in a while that was announced, you know? Like, uh, yeah, it's fucking bullshit. They canceled, like, everything, dude. When is this going to go into the gaming? When is this going to, when is this trend of them cutting so much weight and canceling things left and right going to fall into their gaming studios? I think it already has. It's just we're not hearing about, like, I think Wonder Woman's probably already canned. And stuff like that. I think we're just getting what's already been in development long enough, finally out. And then after everything's out, it's like they're going to move on. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because we, we, you know, you don't delay uh, Hogwarts, you don't delay Suicide Squad and Gotham Knights if everything's run, going smoothly. If things are moving around, they're trying to figure out where to cut costs. You know, they're trying to figure that stuff out, and they're seeing. You know, what about? Uh, another another realm's next game that uh <clears throat> ed boone's kind of put out there hey you know I, I, something's up with that i i 
there, there, there's too much smoke that I that I'm seeing that yeah, you we're need seeing to open from a window, psycho. I know it's, 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 it's like big bong rips are coming. You know, they're coming. Uh, Warner Brothers, there's 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 something going on, and they're cutting stuff. Like we've seen it with the movies, the games are following. Whatever was starting in development, I I probably can because we haven't heard shit shit from Monolith. We haven't heard nothing from TT. We haven't heard. There's a there's so much. So many studios that we haven't heard anything from in a long and in, in a great while. So, there. Uh, truthfully, I, I just think that they're trying to get uh, get away from gaming. And I, I'm telling you, they're probably either going to sell off studios, possibly keep IPs so they could license them out to make money that way, or or something. Because yeah. It's just, didn't they make they made some comments recently like oh we are or gaming's actually making us money but i don't i don't know if that was just to try and put out some words out there because they didn't have anything released so i don't know what they're making well the multiverse again, like, is doing good though right yeah the thing is like all their games that are coming out were developed under the previous company like what they're doing now is like they haven't really put that much they money haven't in, so funded a new project yeah. yet really that they've man well they just offloaded i think the cw but it's without the DC licensing, so... Yeah, but they also got, like... So then they decided they're going to only release two movies this year, so they postponed other ones. Uh, <laughs> and then in one of them, they moved all the way to, dis- to Christmas next year. Right? Like, so it's like... How bad are things, you know what I mean? That they actually have to make a movie and get the money from it to be able to fund another one. You know what I mean? It's like to that point there, they don't have enough cash. They said to make, it's, it's to make these projects. Stuff. Yeah. Well, they haven't it's, even had enough time to manage anything. It's just like, there was no planning. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like, Oh shit, I guess we got to do stuff and fund things and pay people. Well, what's, what is this? Like, like, we can't like, fund, pay all these people and all this stuff and do all these things. What are, what are we going to do? Let's, cancel that get rid of that we're gonna shed some weight here guys we're gonna be a nice fine efficient little little thing why the fuck did we spend all that money then we could have one dollar left over once they got done with the deal it's like what the fuck are we supposed to do with this one dollar yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is our future hopes and dreams right here i'm in the palm of my hand it's my one dollar you know um i i at some point this is if it hasn't already it's going to affect the gaming companies right Mm -hmm. And uh, you got NetherRealm there, you got WB Montreal, you got Monolith, you got uh, lots of great franchises and IPs. You got Suicide Squad still, <laughs> still being worked on. Nasty. Um, <laughs> Game Pass for one dollar. <laughs> um, it's like somebody needs to, I, I just I just feel like somebody, like, and I'm worried now, like, the longer this Activision Blizzard deal takes with the UK or whatever was it the the european group or the uk group i don't remember which one it was it says they want to take a longer look at it you EU. know eu yeah EU. The, the eu wants to take a longer look at it or whatever which we all like can't have anticipated that's why i was like we a lot of us were thinking it would be later or early next year right not gonna necessarily meet that september thing that a lot of people were thinking or this is all that was to me anyway um i'm, I'm on about october ref 
Still, even with the EU <laughs> saying they're going to take a longer mm-hmm. look. Yeah, because they have already been into it. So they've been into it. So um, I think they, uh, I think October, it's going to be late October, early yeah. November. Okay. We'll see. Um, and then you can give me a dollar. That's good. Okay. I'll buy you a month of Game Pass. Um, yeah. So when will. If that deal goes through, do we think they make a play at WB Discovery or WB Games Studios? No. I would like for them to. I, I think it just comes down to how battered they are after the FTC and the UK um, regulatory committees. Um, yeah. I, I think we'll allow this one, but no more. Studios. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's like they'll start looking at individual studios. And I think with the whole Discovery set up now i think discovery will be willing to part with the studios individually um mm-hmm. they're still not going to have that licensing except for maybe with nether realm for mortal Kombat. but even that considering this the somewhat success of the movie and and more success with the game i don't know that they would really want to part with that completely because they like to seem to do like partial partings or partial uh selling when it came to like the cw most recently it's like a goes from 12 percent to 20 percent and and then after a year they they'll sell more of it off to them or something so it's it's just they're kind of weird about all, all of their sales stuff right i don't now. see microsoft pursuing wb because i don't think they have anything to offer besides like movies and i don't microsoft's not in that game like in the yeah. phil interview he said they bought activision for mobile and pc mm-hmm so I'm not sure like what WB has to offer other than just film and we, we Microsoft's not in that game yet. Yet. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, you, another realm, I think the game studios at Warner brothers is they what, have enough games. They don't care about that. No, well, <laughs> I think have, it's just the, the particular IPs more so to have another realms. They have another realm with Mortal Kombat. They have monolith in that uh nemesis engine uh tt because that's e for everything games that's what he wants more um uh is it avalanche that's in there too um that is that the same avalanche that is working on? no avalanche isn't part of wb okay so whoever the whoever else they have over there uh there's some it, it all comes down to do they get dibs on IPs first They're, because they, they don't the so, IPs not their play they they have enough IPs they don't well they don't have uh DC they don't have uh, you know if they do, do do something like another King Kong movie or or video game or something along the lines because Activision does a lot of uh, licensing type games so I, it it just all depends on uh what xbox if they want variety they bring the variety now yeah game pass i think they it would be something if phil if phil spencer thought that he was saving them or whatever like the studios potentially (laughs) because like he's got that in him where he's like okay nether realm i i i love those guys i can't see them get fucked over by wb discovery here you know what i mean We'll like bring them in, give them Killer Instinct, you know. Um, try and see if we can't get that Mortal Combat IP, you know, as well when they come over. 
Uh, maybe they could pull something like that off, right? Um, I don't know, man. Um, I, I know Pong's enjoying the DMs right now. <laughs> well, I got Steel in the chat coming in here. I don't know if he's drinking tonight or what. Coming in here with his craziness. And the, yeah, then I got your wife sending Harley Quinn. I mean, Britney Spears stuff in the, in the DMs. So. <laughs> uh, no, listen, I, I just, I, you know how much I want WB Discovery, man. You know how much I want the whole. Yeah. You thing. want the whole oh, shabam. I, I, I want the whole thing. I want Microsoft to enter the entertainment world. I want yeah. them in on everything. Um, I just don't think it's going to happen right now. I just, I, I you know. I, like I said, I think that they're going to do the small studios that were kind of held up because of the Activision Blizzard deal. Those will get announced fairly quickly, um, and I think those will get done. Um, and then I think that, again, Phil's comments the other night kind of you know, solidified this for me when she asked him about you know the worldwide stuff and if he was happy with where they're at. And there was, again, there was no hesitation from Phil at all. It was absolutely not. We're not, we're not happy. We, we got to have, you know, our footprint in more places around the world. And that's why I really think the next big publisher comes from the East uh, somewhere, whether it's Japan, whether it's Sega, uh, and they already own Sonic, uh, who knows, but uh, you know, whatever it is, I think that's where they go next to a big publisher um, because I, I just think it's too important to their, goals overall the two billion three billion people i think phil's pretty satisfied with what he's got in the west right now again wb discovery is probably my number one uh wish list if they were going to buy the whole thing i want that badly i just don't think it's in their plans i really don't at this point maybe cd project red because it's not fully in the west but it's not fully in the east so it's kind of that middle ground Mm. Uh, yeah and, you know, I, I said Sony would go after CD Projekt Red <laughs> because it would fill a need. Um, I think CD Projekt Red is ripe uh, for purchase right now. Uh, and they come with GOG, which is the perfect launcher yeah. for Sony. Uh, that's why I've always said that. Um, it, I, I, would, I would be happy with it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I would be extremely happy with it. They would control almost 95% of the entire Western RPG, uh, you know, divisions at that point, they would control everybody outside of Bioware and, and, you know, a couple of places like that. Um, so I'd be happy with that, but I really think that the, the publisher side of things, and, and I hear what you're saying, Jasper, cause Phil's talked about the European stuff and they talked about, um, and you, know, you just kind was, of like slowly branch over, yeah. like you start in Europe and then you kind of work your way over, you know? And there was rumors <laughs> that there was a Polish studio at one time. I always thought it was People Can Fly um, that they were looking at. But I think with the Activision Blizzard deal, because Activision has so many studios uh, worldwide as well, um, I, you know, I, I think that kind of covers everything they need. And that's why I think they just go directly into the East, Japan, Korea, whatever the case may be. And I think they make that happen. So yeah. that's where I'm at with it. We'll see. We'll see. But the acquisition season is not done, folks. No, yeah. no. You, you you could hear it in Phil's voice uh, the other night on the interview. Uh, it was absolutely not done. Yeah, they're he's, going after more. He's wants this deal to get done fast, probably. That was the yeah. other funny thing that we did bring up last night about the interview, Mav. I yeah. totally forgot about this until we got off, and and I was eating last night after the show. Um, was when she asked him, or she she said so. Uh, the word is, is that you got you can make all the deals yourself. <laughs> right, you yes. don't have to get permission from Sonic. Feels like, feels like, <laughs> feels like, well, you know, it depends on yeah. the amount. You know, yeah. Yeah. he goes, he goes. Well, no, that's not. He goes, well, 
it just kind of depends on the amount. <laughs> that was incredible. So we do know <laughs> Phil does actually have the ability for certain deals to get done. Otherwise, yeah. he said they do. Or go to he's the, board. the one that's promoting his hunting yes. for those, and he like brings yeah. the final decision to them. Like, hey, look, this is right. what the benefit is. This is what it's going to do for us. Can I get a go ahead on this says, thing? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yep. Um, so that was funny, though. I was cracking up on that one. I. What's the next? What? All right. So. Let me ask, let me flip it and put it into this perspective, okay? You have the whole world of studios out there, right? A lot of them want to be acquired, okay? Um, and this Activision Blizzard deal closes. We already know what Phil's sites are on. Who is the target? Who's, who's, who is the target? Like, what it was the number one thing you would think that he could potentially go after? Because it's up now. Remember, a lot of this comes from his thinking, growing the Xbox ecosystem. Things that they need, right? Things that they need, not just necessarily cool things, right? What's the number one thing that they go? Who who is it that fills that need the most specifically? Nexon. They make a shit ton of mobile games. It's an Eastern publisher, so <laughs> right. Hmm. And they have a lot. They're growing. They have a lot of cool stuff that they just keep announcing, right? Correct. Yeah. Mistwalker makes a lot of mobile games as well, and they used to make Blue Dragon. That's on the 360. Are so. they independent? Mistwalker that is not part of another group at all, right? Yeah, they're independent. And Nexon, it's an interesting point, Jasper, and, and I like it. Because um, Nexon used to be based in South Korea, too. So, and now they're in Japan. So you kind of get the combo platter, right? Because they're going to have connections within South Korea. They can now have the connections within Japan. They're a player there. Uh, they're publishing a lot of big games. Uh, they got a lot of studios that are working with them right now, um, especially the ones that we kind of saw. I think they must have had between, I, I think between games, uh, during Gamescom, Nexon had maybe two, three different games in there at least. Um, so they're an up and comer. So that's interesting. That's interesting. Well, they, they have Warface, right? Uh, hmm. is, is Warface is made Nexon? by a Canadian company? I don't know if Nexon owns them though. Um, or I, Warframe. I'm thinking Warframe. You said Warf- Warface is. Oh, right? I was thinking. Okay, you think Warframe? Yes. No, they're yes. not Warframe. I don't think they're Warframe. I think they made it. Okay. Um. Oh, oof. they made Lawbreakers. They published Lawbreakers. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's check that one. Yeah, let's, let's, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to their website. Yeah, Warface uh, was on, a. I'm, uh, I'm on shooter. Wikipedia right now. Um, got like DNF uh, DNF uh, Duel from Arc System Works. Uh, they've worked with them. Um, hmm. FIFA Online, Titanfall Online, Dynasty Warriors Unleashed. Um, That's something called Darkness Rises. Yeah. Like a mobile game. Oh, I'm like a where where is their I'm thinking I'm looking at Nexon's actual studio. I need to look at their publishing side. Yeah, their publishing side. I you know, I still think that Sega is the most obvious because it does cover a lot of different aspects and they've got such a great relationship. And it would be so easy to turn Sega into Xbox East. It it just It would be the closest thing to another Zenimax <laughs> yeah. deal uh, with a Japanese publisher. 
for how close they are and how many ties they have together and how long they've worked together. I think that Sega is the obvious play. I know it's not the most exciting to a lot of people. It's exciting mm-hmm. to me for a lot of different reasons, but I still think Sega is the easiest one to get done. Uh, now that they've divested themselves of the arcade side of Sammy Holdings and all that kind of stuff, I just think Sega makes so much sense. It really does. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, that's a huge acquisition, though. Yeah, so that would be like another massive headline splash, but their ties run deep. Their ties run deep. If there's any Japanese publisher company that would make that kind of move, right, it may potentially be a Sega, right? Um, Was it Bloomberg that uh, said had that uh, yeah. fruition about the home of uh, Sega? Oh, home of Sonic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was a... Yeah, that was a weird one, man. Yeah, and they, they still haven't walked it back. No, that <laughs> was that was weird. It's strange. Um, all right, guys, let's get out of here. I, hey, everybody in the chat, you guys rock. We've uh, been with us the whole way through. Um, amazing energy as always, and we had a blast today. A lot to talk about. We got onto Sony some more. If you want to hear more thoughts on that, tune, check out Pong and I's show last night. Uh, we ended up having BitCloud Gaming hop in with us, and we were, we were on the PlayStation price increase for probably about an hour and a half, two hours total. Um, absolute, like, crazy fun last night. A long show. Uh, Infinite Umber in the chat dubbed it as PM in the AM instead of PM in the PM. Yeah, we haven't had that since we did. I was thinking back, Matt. We actually did have the longer show. Didn't we go five during uh, Ooh, last yeah, year? Yeah, because we had a we had a live stream that we did yeah, with PM in the PM. Did. Yeah, That's um, right. Yeah, yeah. Because we went actually to almost... Did we go I think it was the, was it the Game Awards? Yeah, I think it might have been the Game yeah, Awards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was a crazy night, too. But last yeah. night was off the charts. It was awesome. It was really yeah. fun. So appreciate everybody tuning into that show. Everybody tuning into this one. Uh, again, if you just hop in for a minute, we appreciate you. If you watch the whole way, we appreciate you. Liking, share, subscribe, all that stuff. You guys absolutely freaking rock. Fahim says Mav eats cheese and quackers. <laughs> yeah, I do like quackers. Um, all right. Uh, Jasper, the realist one, the lore master himself. I'm going to let you off easy, not have to follow Pong tonight. Uh, where, where can everybody find you, bro? Uh, Lord Jasper on Twitter. Bye. Okay, now I'm just uh, Lord Master Jasper on YouTube. Lord Jasper on Twitter. Um, that's about it. FSP is Friday, or yeah, FSP is Monday, <laughs> 10 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> Xbox Ultimate is Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern. And that's about it. I don't know. Right on. Are you doing anything interesting on your YouTube channel this week? This coming uh, week? I got a new capture card coming, so I can uh, Ooh, what kind? See. It's a the Elgato X or whatever, so I can get my VRR. I can get 120 frames, so I can see it. But, oh, sweet! Yeah, yeah. Is it I'll, like a is it like a 4K pass through or like? Yeah, yeah, it's 4K pass through. So I'll be able to see it, but I can only stream. Like Does it have HDR pass through? Uh, maybe. I just wanted so I could use my monitor's features. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm missing. Is I'm missing like HDR pass through and all that kind of stuff. So, um. um getting destroy all humans too so i'll probably stream that i don't know cool right on dude um the always fuzzy one himself the uh absolutely amazing fuzzy belvedere what do you have going on um uh, on the twitter sphere you join any good spaces lately or where can everybody find you 
Oh man, thank thanks for having me on. It was awesome being here with you guys and everyone in the chat. Thanks for coming out. Uh, for anybody that wants to hear my ramblings on Twitter or see what I'm listening to as far as spaces, especially when they go left or right or <laughs> or just yell at each other about random things, uh, just follow me on Twitter at fuzzy underscore Belvedere. Um, and also you can join me on FSP with uh, Lore Master Jasper, Psychonauts, Three Bit, and Mav all on Monday, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Breakfast with Boom, 10 a.m. Eastern Time uh, on Double Barrel Gaming here on Xbox Ultimate at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And on Saturday or tomorrow night with Pong and PTK on PTK Blam's channel for the Shop Podcast, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Look forward to it. <laughs> right on, bro. Um, and then we also have the always cool as hell, chill, mellow fellow from outer space. Uh, love you, Psycho. Where can everybody find you, sir? Yes, thank you for having me on tonight, sir. Uh, everyone in the chat, thank you for coming out and spending time with us. It was a great, great show. You guys were had great energy. And you guys follow me at Psychonauts 8 on Facebook. Oh, not Facebook. What the <laughs> fuck? Twitter. Twitter. I don't have Facebook. Twitter and Xbox and all that. And like everyone, FSP on Mondays at 10 and Fridays here always at 9 with great set of people uh, on this panel. It's, it's always a great, great time. But uh, thank you. And uh, we'll see you around. Yeah, bro. Um, Pong Soul, the Encyclopedia. <laughs> I can't speak. The Encyclopedia of Gaming, dating back to the very first game ever created, sir. Uh, where can everybody find you, bro? Yeah, what a great night, brother. Sorry it was so late, uh, but I was glad to jump in here and get to talk with all of you again. It's been such a just a, an incredible week of news. Yeah. This is what we all live for, right? Even the amazon ea thing this morning like i woke up to my alarm i was getting ready to go work out and like that starts popping off i'm like what the hell is going on it's just <laughs> such it's so awesome man even if it turns out to not be true it's just awesome man how the community all we were all in our each other's dms all over the place uh it's so 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 uh just gratifying uh to be here um with so many different people that love this industry as much as i do uh and that includes all of you in chat thank you all for showing up so many again familiar names that were uh with me and mav last night on pm and the pm again back over here for another show uh it's just awesome to see all of you gamers so love you all nothing but respect you know it already tomorrow morning listen up y'all live in split screen steel hasn't gotten to talk a whole lot this week so you know it's going to be a big show yeah. tomorrow morning. I still got more to say. We know we're going to probably have some rants. There's going to be a probably be one or two gets get some help segments as we call them on Living Split Screen. So you got to be there tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Eastern, nine o'clock Central Time. Set those alarms right now so you don't sleep through it. But if you do and you wake up and you roll over and you're like, damn, it's 11 o'clock. Guess what? Steele and I are still probably going to be rocking and rolling. So get on in there. Bring a friend. Tell a friend. Mission 1K in full effect. That is tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time, 3 p.m. BST time. And then tomorrow night, like Fuzzy said, PTK Blam's channel. We've got a great guest tomorrow night. The one, the only, Wilmy 
Hood is going to be joining us on the shop podcast. And again, for anybody who doesn't know, the shop is awesome because PTK lets you guys in the chat take over for the second half of the show, ask questions, bring up topics, and we talk about them. And he's also got me and Fuzzy running one topic each now. So it's a different show. Drop on in there. Best way to end your Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. Next week, I will not be on The Factor, but you got to be there for Boomstick. Man, he had a hell of a week. He was live a lot like Mav as well. Uh, Shout out to Boom and the retired man himself. Uh, Awesome time on Xbox Factor Podcast every Tuesday, 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central Time. And then Thursday nights. Like Mav and I were just talking about. If you didn't watch last night's episode, look, it's like four and a half hours, but you got to go catch it. Uh, we had an awesome time. And again, shout out to BitCloud Gaming for jumping on in with us and giving us his great thoughts and different perspective about the whole Sony thing and about some of the Gamescom stuff as well. We had a great time, but that's how it works every Thursday night. So jump on in, join us 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, six o'clock central time right here on fun speculation channel otherwise it is the golden age of gaming people i think everybody understands that at this point like this is nuts so get out there this weekend enjoy the weekend first of all but play what you love love what you play and i'm going to talk to you all real soon mav where can everybody find you brother Twitter, fun speculation right here on youtube fun speculation hit the notification bell to find out when we go live twitter uh, check me out there. You'll find out whenever we go live as well. Uh, for all of our random stuff that we do, videos, game streams, podcasts, and more, we try and do everything uh, we can uh, and have a lot of fun doing it. Thanks to you guys. are absolutely awesome. And thanks to everybody here on the show that it helps us uh, do everything because you guys help make it all happen. And uh, yeah, but we'll be uh, playing some games this weekend i'll probably be streaming here and there uh random stuff whatever i feel like playing soul hackers again maybe maybe some uh battlefield um yeah. new season oh, yeah. in a couple days Pong, did you go with the english or the japanese voices uh i started with the english i'm gonna probably switch to the japanese but i did start with the english yeah, how is the english do you think it's very very good again atlas spares no expense yeah. they're like square enix um even on their lesser titles they go out and get top talent for their voice talent. Uh, great acting, really well done, uh, just amazing. So far, again, if you don't know what Atlas is about, it, it's different. It's, it's like you, when you can look at a Square Enix game and you know it's a Square Enix game, you can look at an Atlas game and know it's an Atlas game. That's how different they are, uh, but just top-notch quality all the way around. So far, loving the hell out of it. So Yeah, right on. Yeah, so. I've been playing with the Japanese voices, and I'm like, I just want to hear the English. Was the one thing is like you can't change it in the middle of the game. You have yes. to like... I know. Start over. So I'm I'm curious about going and trying that. Um, but I might be playing some Soul Hackers too. Um, sure as hell going to be playing some Battlefield. Maybe I'll dive back into some Halo, some more Saints Row. A lot of stuff to play and even more coming up in the next couple months, guys. going to be absolutely bananas. Oh, yeah, Madden too. I'm into Madden right now um, as well. So um, I'll see everybody at whatever you end up checking out. Appreciate you all and have a good one. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. We'll see you later. Oh, yeah. Do you want me to let you keep going? Or... <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Come everybody. Watch my only fans. Okay. While well, I'm banging your mom. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Bye. Bye.